I've seen you with I it. Normally love Jameson, but this one, this one's dope too. Yeah, this is. This, I, I, I like this. Right. No, oh, what? Yeah, I got you. Get a fifth for twenty-two bucks. Oh shit, this is dope. Okay, for real. Okay, listen, we back. Okay, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode one fourteen. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody from listen. Everybody that's listening to me now, I love you. Um, welcome back to the show, everybody that's listening from Michigan to California, to the Philippines, to India, to everybody, all my peoples. I love you, my TLB community. We got a we got a special guest in the building. He is back in the building, riding solo dolo. My guy G Foss in the building. What up? What's the deal, bro? I'm chilling, man. How's life? Bro? Oh man, life is good, man. He don't he brought us. You know, I love when people bring gifts. You know, people bring gifts. You know, and gifts come in different forms. You know what I'm saying? And he brought me some good, some good whiskey that we're drinking on today. Yeah, out here, man. You know what? What is the name again? Oh, so this is Clontarf. Clontarf, yeah, Irish whiskey. Uh, I love Jameson normally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but me working at a whiskey bar, you get to learn about a bunch of different ones. So yes, yeah. Clontarf, C L O N T A R F, and it is very smooth it too. Is, like this is. Smooth. Very smooth. Like, it hit the chest. It's burning a little bit. But that's okay, because it's smooth, and I'm feeling real good. Listen, we got a show for y'all today. Um, We got a lot of things on the docket. But let me first, every show, every guest gets a gas. So, you know, G, you ain't been here in a minute. It's been a minute. It's been been, been a minute. You know what I'm saying? Um, Actually, G and Fable were on the same show, and they were, like, one of our top episodes of the year. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to y'all for coming on. I, I actually called G and, and Fable like my first celebrities on the podcast for real. <laughs> and they don't, they don't, they don't, man, we not celebrities, man. We just, we just well known. We not famous. I'm like, yeah. y'all are famous in this, man, in this I'm streets. Far, I'm far from famous. Man. Y'all famous well in the streets. Y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, you, can, you can catch me on any Michigan street. Somebody owe me a drink. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So gas yourself, G. Who are you? What do you want the people to know? You know, we didn't gain the new, you know, new people are coming into the community, the TOB community oh, man, all I the mean, time. It's, you it's know, a, so let the people know who you are, man. It's a new year, man. Like I'm still a, I'm still the host of the original Back to the Nineties parties. Yeah. Um uh one of the original people of the diatribe. Um Oh geez. Man. Still still working, still hustling, man. Uh my new thing though. Is that uh, I'm on the the new slam team from uh, representing West Michigan. Oh shit! Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to take it to national, and I'm excited for the the squad. Yes, so sir. It's, uh, myself is Fable, mm-hmm. uh, Jocelyn Barnes, and mm-hmm. Amanda Small. I seen um, the picture. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so, y'all y'all look like a solid squad. Man, yeah, solid squad. It's, it's the solid first uh, all black team coming out Ooh. of uh, West Michigan for slam. So turn up, turn up. We need that. Yeah, we need that. We need that. We need people to see uh, other colors besides yes. uh, besides white in West Michigan. Right? Yes, because we just got word, uh, Hurricane Jacob. Um, well, Winter Storm Jacob, but Hurricane Jacob. I don't know what the hell this was this weekend. Um, he was definitely delayed. He w- <laughs> Listen, yesterday was a bloodbath. Is it Jacob or uh, it was Jermaine? Because he was definitely late. At this point, he Tito. At this point, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know, because I don't know. He was. He just. It just felt like Mother Nature just birthed this 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 winter storm, and he just cried the whole weekend. Like it was just, you know, that kind of, and I, you know, that kind of winter where it's just like 
Grand Rapids has it to where you, it's cold, it's windy, and it's snowing, and all the snow is blowing. So you got snow falling from the actual heavens, yeah. and then you have the wind blowing so damn hard that the snow that's actually on the ground already, which is like two to four inches deep already. Sometimes is, snow came from Exactly. <laughs> you would think, though. You think, though, like snow is literally coming underneath the ground because... It's just like, oh, uh, just like a. We're, we're, I feel like we're in a snow globe most days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, the sun is out right now, man. Like yeah, man. It's two. That's like three oh six today on a Sunday. You know, we celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday tomorrow. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or not his day, his day, not his birthday, but his day. Yeah. Uh, this is, it is his day tomorrow and everything. But um, listen, we got a show for y'all. We we got some things to get into. Uh, because what's one thing you take away from King that you feel like a lot of people don't take away from? Um, he's human. I had to understand that in reading, um, I just read Jay-Z, Made in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Eric Dyson just wrote that. Okay. And uh, he talks about King as a, not so much as a comparison to Jay, but more as like somebody who Jay looks looked up to. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, you know, how he's, you know, talked about King in his books and very much tried to make him human and tried to get people to see that he is human you know we idolize our our idols and our legends Mm -hmm. but i think sometimes we don't get to when when we actually see them human like us doing the shit that we do fucking and cheating and smoking and drinking and shit no you're not supposed to do that you you're the you're the quintessential swimmer right no you're martin luther king you're not supposed to be out here doing that that made me understand it's like holding holding person to a higher yeah hold them Exactly, exactly. And it's like, I, it, that made me learn, like, okay, whoa. Like, should I criticize this man? Or should I understand that, first of all, even with everything that he had on his back at that time, I couldn't even imagine. Couldn't even imagine. It's the 60s, then 50s, 60s. I, I couldn't even imagine. I don't know what y'all are doing back then. For that man to have as much... Love as he did in his heart, yeah. To be hated as much as he was, yeah. Like, like it's it's this thing with Michael Max too. Like, I just it, I, I, I can't, I can't see. I have to understand that they were human. Like, as much as we, as much as we've learned about them in school and everything, and you know, some of our, some of our even icons of today, you know, glamorize them and you know, make them legendary, which they are. But I think one thing we have to understand is that they are human, just like us. Definitely human. And I also feel like the the two of them started to, I don't want to say switch roles toward kind of life, but I mean, kinda. I felt like Malcolm X started to be like, okay, well, we can love more people. Yeah. Because I think he saw the, I don't want to say the destruction, mm-hmm. but kind of like the, the counteractiveness in, in his approach. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where I think Martin was just like, listen, okay, we this love thing ain't working. Well, I don't know if he was saying that the love thing ain't working, but I know he was running out of cheeks. Uh, and a lot of people a lot of people want to talk talk a good game, like turn the other cheek, man. You only got yeah. a few cheeks, man. Yeah, he only got a few. And he was just like, All right, bro, I can't I can't I can't I cannot and you get a point to where listen, you can't get fucked over too many motherfucking times. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. come a point to where you just like, All right, I'm gonna blow your head off. It's called the breaking point. It's yeah. called the boiling point. I mean it's called Everybody the edge. has them. Yep. Everybody and he had them. And I mean and, and the thing about it, man, like uh MLK, what uh one of the things he always said, it was like it's these southern white Christians mm-hmm. that are saying one thing and, and then, then doing a whole nother. 
or not doing anything and just letting letting all this hate and and, Go and crazy. fighting and just let it all happen. Yeah. yeah. This is ridiculous. But you know, King was a his his messages still ring today. And I think they will ring for the next fifty years. And the next fifty. I think his I don't think we understood I don't think we understood his words until for real, for real now. Yeah. Honestly. Like like looking at it, you know, what what is it what is it now? About fifty plus, about that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, was he was he assassinated? Was it was 60, April sixty eight? Sixty eight. Yeah. So about it, it'll be. We'll give it eight years. It'll be sixty years. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like we look fifty years, like we're just now understanding who this man was, who he is as a person. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, black leaders who know him don't want to sit here. We as a black community definitely protect our own, mm-hmm. and sometimes we protect, we protect our own to a fault. Right, and sometimes we have to understand who our leaders were, even the flaws too. Hey, yeah, he you don't was, get to accept half a person. You can't, you can't, you have to accept that he was cheating on Coretta. You, <laughs> you have to accept that. But I mean, nowadays you got people with polyamorous relationships. Hello, I mean, like, hello, we all. I, I mean, at the same point, I mean, like, like you have all these uh, older families, and yeah, older stereotypes of families, and bro, like. I think a lot of times, man, like even like thinking about uh, little brother, just like mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that uh, what Fate said, uh, in my day, I had to turn a blind eye to cheating. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, it's not saying that that's for everybody. It's not. But I mean, like, that's true. I mean, if mm-hmm. divorce is 50%, but then there's other people out here doing this and still coming back mm-hmm. to their wife, still taking care of family, still doing what they That's why I always say, like, it may be more than a, than a marriage it may be like a something with a contract involved i always said that like something there's always the if your relationship works for you how you how it works for you then it works mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying whether we look at it and be like that's kind of wild as fuck but hey hey you like it i love it some shit just ain't for me yeah. that's all i can say like i mean like i seen my grandparents split after 53 years of marriage Whoa. but then they were they were still best friends you know what i'm saying they still hung out like three to five See, times. that's that good old love. You know? And then, like, my parents, my, my before my pops passed, mm. uh, they were married for 30, 33 years. You know we what I'm saying? Get, we don't get to see that a lot of days. Like this that. is true, man. I don't get to see that I a lot. I do celebrate it. I, I, I celebrate loving relationships where two people get get each other and yes. where they don't have to explain it to everybody else. Yes, I love love. I man, love love. I love that's, love. That's the but the thing things. about it is I don't get to see it as much as I want to. Yeah. It's not a, it, and I, and I, as much as I love to express it to people, it's, it's hard to see good, good, good love. That's, that's the thing, right? Love, people, MLK equals love. But don't push me. That's, <laughs> that's We're going to talk about Boosie, of course, because Boosie's been making headlines, okay? Boosie's been going crazy all week, all right? Uh, April Jones and Fizz, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about our, fa- I want to ask you what's your favorite chicken restaurant, because I'm so sick of people eating churches. And Grand Rapids? We'll go there too. Okay. Okay. But also like chicken chain. Okay. Yeah. So think about that. We'll talk about Lonnie Love versus black men because black men have been going off and Lonnie Love has been going at black men. It has been a interesting type of, it's been an interesting type of week, man. Like y'all been going crazy. Uh, I'm going to talk about my first disappointment of 2020. Okay. Um, not more so anger, but disappointment. Uh, we're going to talk about Young Jock riding for Uber, um, you know, trying to get that bag. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't hate a man getting the bag. 
You feel me? Can't hype, man. My MVP of the week is my personal friend, mentor. Uh, his name is Blair Ellison. He created uh, this this new kind of movie review. Okay. Right. He does. So he did movie reviews um, last year, all fifty two weeks. Okay. Every and it wasn't just movies. God damn it! This damn air. Turn your ass. So it <laughs> so it wasn't just um, movies that were of 2019 right mm-hmm. but he did movies that he necessarily um probably didn't watch fully and understood you know what i'm saying or like um so he did like black exploitation movies all the way to 2019 all right so i'm like okay and he was giving good reviews very authentic very tra- and i love when we as black people give reviews of movies i feel like we are very honest you understand what i'm saying to a fault, to a- <laughs> to a fault. Right, we are very honest to a that fault. That movie was some bullshit. That man. movie was whack as fuck. And everybody in the movie like, damn. You, well, I mean, it has some... El- no, that movie was whack. And he, and he wouldn't say that. But he will break it down to where he'll be like, okay, this gets a two out of... Two and a half, five out of five, you know. This gets a three out of five. This gets a five out of five. And it was really dope. So he created this whole um, new thing where... You know, he, he's actually doing it, doing it. And he calls it Blair's Movie Reel. So he just did Bad Boys. Um, he just did, which he gave three out of five, three uh, three and a half stars out of five. Okay. And then he did the the most memorable ones I just seen is the Tyler Perry movie that just came out on Netflix. He gave What's that, the name of it? Because like the homegirl, <laughs> the homegirl Super Drake. It's, it's like, I thought, uh, it's, it's called, what I thought, is it called? Uh, Shamar Moore's uh, wig was the worst Let's part of a uh, diary. Shut up, bro. <laughs> bro, okay. So, Blair, shout out to you. Um, keep doing the movie reviews. I need you to come on the show and do a movie review. Uh, just give us some some highlights of your movie reviews and shit like that. You are you are our new Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay, I just want to let you you are you are our Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So I don't know what the the Netflix movie is called, but from from the from the receptions that I've seen, not only from Blair but other black you know folks that are very outspoken, um, mainly Darius. Shout out to you, Darius. Um, the wigs. <laughs> Wigged out, fam. Listen, and Tyler Perry, I've watched you for 15 years, man. And 15 years plus. Still growing on. I'm still a fan. Still love you. You understand what I'm saying? And some people, man, you can't do no wrong. Some you can't. And you you can't do no wrong. To me, you can't do no wrong at like 95%. I've always said the 5% always comes in the hair and makeup and the camera. Okay. I always said that. The camera quality and the hair. Always was a problem. So it's just like I need to go down to Atlanta, catch these people at the show. But that's my thing. <laughs> Atlanta is the black mecca. Yeah. Right? How don't you get some dope ass hairstylists down there who got some dope ass lace front wigs? Like they all on Instagram and shit, selling they bundles and shit. How the hell? What? I talked about this. Okay, so you remember when? You remember when? Um, I don't know if you've seen the video. Remember when a grandma, not a grandma, a school teacher got her wig snatched? Like, okay, it was <laughs> a school teacher. And you know how... This our, is a look of amazement on my face. Yes, I, yes, I've yes. Because he's, he's, he doesn't know. So, okay, this is what I'm talking about, right? I remember talking about this. And if you remember from my episode, I talked about a woman who got her 
wig snatch. She was in, she was as a teacher and she was talking to a student. Her and the student was going back and forth. And, she, and as she's talking to the student, another student grabs the wig off her head. And everybody starts to laugh. I even started laughing when the video. Not going to lie. Right. But the, the fact of the matter is it was one of them old school wigs where they're not laced down. Okay. Right. And I've said this in the past and I think nobody is hearing me. I need people to hear me going 2020 and beyond. Right. <laughs> I need wigs to be better. The wig game on Instagram, it looked like the wig game is slant. On Netflix and TV shows and shit, your wig game is trash. Tyler Perry, you are in the black mecca of America, and your wig game is still trash. Bruh, come on now. Like, people gave you two and a half stars just because your wig game was rough. Like, your hair game was fucked up. Um, the thing is, man, like, uh, besides, if you don't know what's going on with yourself, ask a little kid and a little kid will always bring that honesty. And if, especially if the mirror is not doing that, that justice to you, uh, ask a little kid, that little kid will, will set you straight. Well, I mean, Medea's wigs get, they look better every year. So why can't the other Medea wigs? Got, Medea got Tyler Perry money. Everybody else, though, I don't know, man. Maybe they have to bring their own. You think out. Tyler Perry pay everybody like Nick Cannon pay everybody? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm, I'm unfamiliar in this territory. I'm going to gracefully bow out, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's jokes, y'all. It's all jokes. Man. Don't don't let... But still, man. No, but for real. Come on. Get your wigs together. You got too many people down there. Is that something we're gonna start saying in 2020? Get your wig right. Get your, we need to get your wig. Right. First of all, we said. First of all, we 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 said in 20 in 2019. Make sure your lace fronts is tight, or glue, or okay, or what was it? Um, uh, yeah, make sure your lace fronts is tight because you know how people was just snatching them bitches off, no problem. You know what I'm saying, and everything. So I just want to make sure the wigs are right, tight, and. Hopefully they get better because it's just too much. There's too many hairstylists out here that's doing the damn thing. And there's a lot of you movie, you know, directors and, you know, producers and everything that's not, not, that's not sitting here, get, you know, getting them. And it sucks because they're dope. And y'all not looking at them. Y'all still getting the wigs from 1975. <laughs> and it's, it's real fucked up. Oh, y'all need to leave them alone. Got them good time, Joe. Oh, man. They just recycling them, boys. I just feel like just, <laughs> you know, wash them, dye them. That's, man, leave them alone. Um, Our biggest loser of the week this week. Okay, so I had to give this to the people, right? I had to go to the TOB uh, community slash society. And I was like, all right, y'all. Who should be the biggest loser of the week this week? Should it be Nick Cannon or OBJ? Now, everybody was like, why the hell Nick Cannon? I said, because Nick Cannon came out with a fourth damn diss track about Eminem. And it was, again, trash. And But, it, I mean, have you ever been somewhere and be like, yo, throw that Nick Cannon joint out? Never. Maybe Gigolo. But probably just for R. Kelly's. Um, that was it. Because I know, I'm a gigolo, spending lots of dough. You know, I know, I know that part. I don't yeah, I don't know Nick Hannah's part. I can't name one. I know Nick the ooh-wee. 
Like and I and I throw parties, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're the party master around this motherfucker, and that's crazy. And musicians of all walks of life. No, nobody and nobody plays Nick Cannon. Cover this Nick Cannon. No, no. So I don't think I've seen anybody sing a Nick Cannon joint during karaoke. Ooh, that's sick. Love you, Nick. You feel (laughs) me? No, seriously. Like your business, your business, your entrepreneurship is dope. I think your worth ethic is amazing. You're just a whack ass rapper. Um, however, the community spoke and OBJ got, um, the clown of the week this week. Now, I tried to assess this whole situation with OBJ. I looked at all parts. Okay. Pause. (laughs) No, but I looked at all parts and. What did he get arrested for? Smacking the police officer or security guard, whatever he was on the butt. And um, the security guard or police officer, whatever he was, pressing is pressing. Uh, what is it? Assault charges. Assault charges and sexual harassment charges. And if this was somebody as a first offense, I wouldn't care. This was somebody with a second offense. I will probably get into. I will get in your ass a little bit. Now, no pun intended either, but. Um, this is probably like your fifth, sixth incident, OBJ. And at this point, you're 27. You were in the LSU locker room and literally they were, they were trying, I think they were trying to get somebody to stop smoking. It was a dude in there smoking a cigar and he was trying to get that man to stop smoking a cigar. And then, um, somebody tried to play the race card on that shit. And I'm like, okay, kill that noise because, uh, football culture literally has no race to it, so don't even do that bullshit. Like it has a race to it, but like let's like let's let's call a spade what a spade is. So literally, we talk about college football. He's in there. They just won the um, championship. Of course, they on the high. They the man. They the, they're the men. Period. I'm the man. You can't touch me right now. Leave me alone. Don't fuck with me. You in that moment are the young OG to them. You understand what I'm saying? You get to a certain point in your you're, life. You're where a place you, where people are trying to get you. Yes. You are, the, you are the young OG that they are looking up to, that they are watching. They are watching you probably more than they are watching their, their idols and icons a little bit more. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're what they want to be. You are what you, – you're that. Now, I hope they're looking at you and saying, I don't want to make these mistakes too. You understand what I'm saying? And um, basically, you smacked a, a, a police officer on the butt. I, first of all, I looked at that man's face. That was an old country white man. <laughs> he wasn't trying to get smacked on the butt. Even in the locker room. Okay. Nowhere. Not even his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Gladys. Gladys, you better get the fuck away from me tonight. I'm going to sleep. Do you understand? I've been on that field for down there four hours. I'm getting, you, did you have my dinner ready? Huh? You better have. My chicken and dumplings ain't here? What the? F- you know what? I'm going to McDonald's. <laughs> going to Chick-fil-A. You feel me? And no, you can't go to Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Oh, yeah. You can't go on Sundays. They close. Damn. Well, see, you can't do that. But no, like, OBJ, you have to. And this goes for everybody. But particularly you, OBJ, we have to understand when we get older, we got to do things a little bit more differently. We have to move a little bit more maturely, honestly. And we have to think about 
shit that we're doing. We have to get to a place where we're thinking before we're acting. I mean, I also feel that anybody that can get away with something is going to try to get away with something. Of course. Uh, and that works um, on law enforcement, especially. I mean, like, you look at the dude that got in trouble for uh, uh, the DA agent that was, that was trying to bring down Rap-A-Lot records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jay Prince and all that. My man's nickname was The White Devil. Oh, my as God. Far as no, like, legit. As, um, as, a, as far as, like, a, a police agent. Um, and, uh, like, this officer, yeah, maybe he didn't want to, he didn't want to be involved with it. Nobody should be sexually harassed. In the locker room, you slap my man on the ass, and then now you're pressing charges on it for it happening. Like, I understand, like, people were drinking and all that. I think that, um, y'all go through mediation, fam. You ain't got to bring charges. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, now, I don't want that against him. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I think on the officer side, you're just being petty. Man. You're just being real petty. Like, bruh, I don't know probably how many ass smacks you done had over the time period. How many white ass smacks you done had. Okay. Niggas smacking your ass back in the day. Chill out, okay? You know <laughs> you probably really going to go to Gladys and be like, Gladys, what's up? You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. That's what you're really going to do. But, like, the charges brought against him, relax. It's, it's not even that, that deep. However... What NFL player is going to give away cash to uh, a college player in a locker room oh, with yikes. cameras on? Yikes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, get I hope not. I hope that's that's the one I'm hoping. I hope that's not it. Yeah. I hope you're not giving cash to him. You know what I'm saying? I hope you're not giving like, cash to him. their chances, man. Exactly. I hope you're not. But if you are, bro, you just got you to gotta be smarter. You got to be smart. Like, OBJ just, to me, just... He's he's a great wide receiver. He's damn near one of the greatest greatest wide receivers we have right now. Right now, not 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 over like all time, but right now. You understand what I'm saying? And the fact that you keep fucking up, just doing dumb shit. You just do. The thing is, you're getting clowned on the week because you're doing dumb shit. You're just doing stupid, just dumb shit to put you in these situations. A camera is always going to be out in this era. In our culture right now, and I've told y'all this for the past call out culture as well. Yes, for the past five years, get called out for making a joke about a police officer getting slapped on the ass. I'm just saying, like, oh, that's sexual harassment. And it's like, listen, we get we get called out for everything now. I was I just made it up in my mind that I'm always the bad guy. It is. It's always is. This is. Scarface said, uh, "You need people in this world like me, so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad. That's the bad guy." Like it is what it is, but you just can't be a a, a dumb, stupid bad guy. <laughs> you can't just be doing dumb shit just because you feel like doing it. Because a camera could be out. Did y'all not see? Don't fuck this up. The Kevin Hart special. Literally, did y'all not see Kevin Hart get in trouble for doing something that he thought was covered up, but then got leaked and said, "Damn!" In public, the camera is always out. With iPhones out here, with galaxies out here, with social media being so accepted, it is always out. I'm so always told what's done in the dark always comes to Always, light. always. So stop doing the shit that you do in the dark. Hello. But that being said, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> we know that. We know that. We know. I don't think people understand that, but we know that. All right. So, yeah. um, actually, so I'm going to read this to you. This is um, one of my... I started something, man, like, back in the day, I did uh, Gas Station Chronicles, right? Uh-huh. And I was just writing about my stories of being in uh, B-52, 
the gas stations, all the experiences, like seeing somebody almost fight mm-hmm. for what should only be like a 30 second interaction. So mm-hmm. I started this thing called Gas Station Chronicles. So I started a new one called, I don't even know what it's called yet, but I just saying, named it W-A-T question mark, like weird ass thoughts. So my, my recent weird ass thought was what if Meghan Markle realized how weird the royal family is and the whole connection to Epstein, who didn't kill himself, and Britain's pedophile corruption ring that she's trying to save Harry and separate them from the upcoming blowback. Mm. Side note, she could also be like, I had more than enough racism at home. How do you feel about that? Mm. Well, first of all, Meghan Markle is a bad bitch. <laughs> That's for one. Uh, just for what she's doing um, over there. Um, she's creating a lot of hell um, behind the scenes over there. Uh, but I, I would, any at this point, any conspiracy theories for real, for real, kind of, make sense. You know? <laughs> no, seriously, because the truth of what we get from the media and from them doesn't make sense. So when I see my people come out with shit like that, I'm like, well, these are intelligent motherfuckers. I'm like, I, I don't think they're dumb. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like, literally last year, what, we had, we had, uh, who was it? The the White House's like uh, press or media person Personally, said, yeah. um, "Well, they're not necessarily truth, but they're alternative facts." Well, could you imagine saying that to your mom when you were like nine? She slapped me in my fucking face. <laughs> alternative fucking facts. She said, "Boy, let me come. Come on, I'll give you some alternative facts with this ass whooping I'm about to give you." <laughs> So it's yeah, it's not child abuse. It's not child abuse. It's the alternative facts. Damn it! You feel me? Like y'all gotta chill with that. So yeah, I, 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 with all the internal fact, alternative facts culture that we're in, of course, um, any conspiracy theories, quote unquote, like sound like pretty logical. Like anything dealing with the royal Truth family, is stranger than fiction. Yeah, and like anything dealing with um, the royal family, I've always speculated. Like I always thought Kate was. Jealous of Megan because Megan was the more popping, you know, uh, daughter-in-law. And I always thought the queen liked her more anyway. Yeah. Shit. You know, she just a pale white woman that's just sitting at the top, just chilling. You know, have her two, three kids. You know, she ain't popping no more. You know, like England and the UK fuck with her, but nobody fuck with her over here no more. We, we done forgot about her. We talked about her. I think people talked about her for a whole year and it was done. Megan got on the scene dating mans. And they've been talked about for the whole year and a half. What? Ah, gone. Oh yeah, man. Canada's so, about to Canada about to shower them. They're about to do. They're about to start their own royal family over in Canada. She's about to be the black queen over in Canada. So does race sell? Is that another thing? Oh, right. Do we need to go? Back? Do we need to go back to when the U? To when the white people left the UK and shit and bring it on over here? Right, I don't. I already went. Come on now, <laughs> come on now. Our skin been selling since the 1600s, man. <laughs> yeah. We have we have been the quintessential culture. Fuck out of here. You feel me? So Megan, when you understand that, when you know it, and when you want to play with it in regards to gaining for yourself and for your culture, and then reversing that shit, I think that's what Megan is doing. She understand the game. She done played it. She knows it. She like. Hmm. So how can I make this rule counteract this rule with this rule counteract this rule and then boom, we out. Let's go, Harry. Harry, like I'm with you, babe. <laughs> I, 
I love it. Listen, second half of the show, we're going to talk about investing in yourself. Um, I just literally just invested like $1,100 into myself. Okay. Um, and I want to just talk about how it is the, the ins and outs of investing in yourself. Because I think a lot of people invest in them and then get very scared about investing in them. And then putting that money down and being like, okay, what, what, what the hell am I going to do with this? Well, I mean, it's not even that. I think it's uh, it's that whole faith talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to, like, you know, risk it all, fam. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, motherfuckers <laughs> want security blankets. <laughs> but, I mean, that, you know. That's true. We'll get into it. We're going we gonna to talk about it. So, let's get into it. The first thing we want to talk about, I want to talk about Boosie. Um, <laughs> so, Boosie... Boozy has been the great topic of conversation for my podcast for like last two weeks, and yeah. it's been dope as hell. We've talked about him with the Kappa shit. We've talked about him with the rap noodles and him and George Zimmerman, you know, because allegedly he saw George Zimmerman at Walmart. Everything ended up not being true. <laughs> yeah. Right. We was hoping. Man. We was hoping. That's why I said allegedly. Man, he would. You know how much money Boozy would have made. Because we said vigilante shit has to, you know, some vigilante work has to be done around this man, right? It has but, to. But that's just me. I think some Batman-esque, you know, some Batman-esque stuff has to happen with my man's uh, George Zimmer. And, uh, you know, I thought Boosie was the one to give us the Batman Robin. He want to punch, but it's okay. It's okay. I, I guess somebody else did it. I don't know who did it. Who beat him up? Whatever. Uh, but Boosie has really been in the news. He, but he's he did another interview in which he I guess um, an interviewer asked him about what he would do better with his relationships. I guess with his baby, uh, with his kids, and his in his relationships. Period. How many kids does he have? Man? I think about six, seven. I want to say six to eight. That's a lot, man. I literally just six, met a eight. young man that just turned thirty who's got eight kids. Oh my God! Yeah, future, <laughs> future. Um, but Boosie literally just sat here and was like, "Well," and he was raw as hell with it. This is why I love Boosie because Boosie. This is why. First of all, this is why I love our people. Okay, our people are. What did you say? Honest to a fault. We are honest to. We don't care if the cameras in our face. We gonna say what the fuck need to be said. Especially my southern brothers. Shout out to y'all because y'all niggas don't give a fuck. Y'all just say what the fuck y'all wanna say. That's where I get it from. Y'all be asking me. I get it from the south. Literally, this man was. She was like, "So what would you do better?" He was like, "Basically, you know, I keep my kids but have fewer baby mamas." Which, okay. <laughs> which, okay. which is not a you know, which is not like a a crazy sentiment to have. But I feel like social media just went up in a blaze and was like, "Oh, he's folding his hair." But a lot of hood niggas think like that. I think a lot of dudes who have a lot of kids think about it like that. Yeah, you regret having all. You regret putting your dick all up in those pussies and shit and ejecting all kinds of wild and shit. Yeah, I know you do. It's okay. Admit it. Admit it. Admit. Say it. Thank you, Boosie. Say it. Man, um, this is this is like personal, right? Like I'm 37, but I'm yeah. 38. I have zero kids. Um, okay, turn it up. Don't don't think that it wasn't like a hard road to get here. Uh, oh, I like, did, I know. Um, there's definitely an abortion. I've had one um, of those. There's a couple of miscarriages. 
Um, I haven't had one of those yet. Yeah. I mean, it was not a bingo, though. Yeah, you know yeah, no, no. But, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, uh, there are there are some regrets as far as, like, uh, relationships that I've had. Yeah. And then, at the same point, though, man, like, I, I get it. Like, you wish that like, you spent more personal time with, with uh, minimal people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, key, key people. Let's yeah. say that. Key people. Because, um, like, as I get older, man, my circle gets way smaller, like, people I'm constantly concerned about, worried about, mm-hmm. want to see. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there are people who I won't see, but as soon as we do, we're connected on that it's, same it's spot. that same had, spot that you are, yeah. And then we're going to connect, bring it all the way back up, up to date. And then if we don't see each other, we're good until the next time. All right. I feel um, it. And, like, you know, I've loved, I loved, I, I would like to think that I've loved a lot of, a lot of women. Um... <laughs> Or not that many. <laughs> I mean, There's a I lot of not that many, Jay. Yeah. G. I mean, Sorry. No, man. Like, I mean, like, I, I feel like I've loved enough, right? Hey, okay. Right, um, right, right. You think Boosie loved enough? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> that's a whole different atmosphere. And, that is. He, and, he's and, a whole rapper. And, he done made some music and shit. That's a whole different app. When you got yeah. a whole fraternity system against you, bro, that's <laughs> like... Yeah, you on another level. I don't really, but you know, I don't really think they're against him. I just think they're like, because Boosie has made music for the modern day Greek. He's made music for the last 25 years, 20 years, 25 years of Greeks strolling to his music. So all he's saying is like, listen, if I can't wear y'all shit, y'all can't stroll to my music. And most of that's a good mediation. And most of y'all, to damn near all of y'all, stroll to wipe me down. Hello, that's the quintessential Stroll song. So you, I mean, I get it, I get it. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't sit here and go through the process. Of course, I understand. He didn't go through the process. He didn't, he didn't blood, sweat, and tears that shit. I understand. But at the same time, nigga, it was a lot of y'all niggas. I, saw, I said this last week. There was a lot of y'all dudes that was really coming at Boosie crazy, and I'm like, y'all know Boosie is a hood nigga, right? He's a straight gangster. Like he does this for a living. Y'all talking about y'all gonna come at his head? Who head? His head? No. He will shoot you with blood, no cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying though. But uh, what, what else we got on the docket? Okay, favorite fried chicken spot in Grand Rapids. Man, I gotta go, Captain Jay's. Man. Oh God, I have to, man. Like, oh God, it's consistent, bro. I love, I love paying for consistency, man. I love and, Captain Captain Jay's is a good third, man. Oh, a good third, a good third. Okay, who's who's? I gotta hear yours, man. Uh, first is Four Brothers for me. What what is Four Brothers Tasty Chicken? Yeah, for, that, for Four Brothers uh, Fish and Chicken. Oh, fish chicken, chicken, chicken fish. On, uh, Madison, uh, and, Madison, uh, yep, and, and then, yep, Madison Burton, and okay. then one hundred forty-four. They just right. opened up. I had to check that out. Yes, yes. Obviously, I see Four Brothers is not out here like really just. It's known, but it's not as known as as fucking Captain J's. That's where I'm trying to get it to. You feel me? Because Four Brothers slaps. I just had some yesterday. Slaps, slap tastic. I'd love to I, have. I'd love to invite all these people in the city to have a chicken off. And, I would be there. Do you understand me? <laughs> I would be a contestant. I would be there with the podcast. Going, yeah, boy, I'm on the mark. Did you hear the grease pop? Yeah, dude. Oh, no nap. <laughs> <laughs> boy, what? Like, it'll be lit. But no, Captain Jay's is like, because we've eaten, because Captain Jay's has been my first for so long, mm-hmm. I've never found a quintessential, like, second or a quintessential, like, 
somebody to compete at the level of Captain J's. And plus, like, Captain J's has gotten tiring to me. I've ate it so much for so long. I don't, I don't how I'm long? on spurts, bro, where I, I'm, like, that's all I want for, like, three weeks, bro. I feel it. Out, man. Yeah, like, I've been checking out for, like, last three weeks. <laughs> like, it's been, it's been straight chicken. But it's like, Captain J's don't do the, um, they don't do uh, Uber Eats or nothing like that. That's sick. I mean, but that, I mean that's a, another failure in part by a lot of uh, a lot of companies. Yeah. Like, in in the- well, they did grow up for a long time, but then I think after that, they they took it off uh, because there was some incidents that were happening. In which Wait, what? all the chicken wasn't showing up. Well, <laughs> food food wasn't showing up to people. And, um, you know, people can hit complete and uh, just drive away with the shit. And, um, you know, I've had that happen to me a couple of times where people just hit that complete button and just, you know, oh, you completed it. I don't know, Uber hit me with it. And then, you know, you got to wait three or five business days for Uber to hit you with the refund. Nah, dog. See, niggas be on some bullshit. So I get it. But at the same time, I was like... And see, everything here for me, coming from Detroit and being a Southern boy, it's just like everything is watered down here. Yeah. Everything is very diluted. <laughs> it's very diluted. It's too much spice. Yeah. No, not even. I like spice. That's the thing. They don't use enough. <laughs> the shit. That's what we, we talk about. Today. You feel me? Like, too, like, it's just too, yeah. They don't use enough. Like, you talking about it. I'm, I'm, don't be using no oregano. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of seeing her reckoning. told me about uh, she was over in uh, Baltimore for mm-hmm. uh, visit my sister for the holidays, and she said they had uh, Old Bay honey wings. What? Yeah. She now that sounds slaptastic. Old Bay honey wings. So I might have to dive in the kitchen. See Whoa! Hell yeah, bro! When you make them bitches, I need a I need a plate. Old Bay Old Bay honey wings. Now, if you put KFC, Popeyes, and churches okay. in an order. Who would you go with? Man. Okay. Because I'm really tired of my brothers and sisters eating churches. They getting gout. <laughs> the only thing that's good at churches is like the biscuits and the jalapeno poppers, bro. Man. I, I, I've never gone to churches. But like, yo, I Don't you ever poppers. go to churches for the chicken. They are disgusting. Man. It man, is disgusting. I, know, man, like, I grew up when I was in Detroit, man. Right you, on know. The east side. you know. You uh, know, bro. You know. Warren and I. Yeah, yes, fam. There's there's the uh, the church right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Still there. there because of price. Thank you. Thank you. Because it was one on Puritan and Livernois, right up the sh- oh my god, up the street. And my auntie love her to death. She <laughs> we went there only because of the price. Why? Because KFC and Popeyes were like the kingpins of chicken at the time. And it was I'm, I was probably like 13, 14. And shit, Popeyes, I think Popeyes, you get like a 10-piece, and they were expensive, expensive. KFC and them were like neck and neck on prices. Like, it was like 25, 30 bucks for like a bucket of chicken with all these sizes. You got a lot for a lot. But when it came to churches, you got a lot for a little. And I mean a little. Like, my auntie would bring home 20 pieces, greasy on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. Like, I mean, when I talk about Greek, like, my auntie will have to bring, she will have to put down the little. We put down newspaper. Yeah, egg. 
paper towel and she wouldn't want to mess up her things. So she would put the paper towel in the newspaper down and put it on it and it will still seep through. And I said, bruh, I remember, <laughs> I remember we had it and literally me and my cousin threw up that night. It was just so much grease. We had to sit there and put the hot sauce on it because at the time churches didn't know what spicy was. Yeah. Churches was just regular chicken. Yeah. And it wasn't good either. It wasn't, it didn't have no, it was spice. It, it, just, it had too much spice, like G said. Like it didn't have nothing. Like it just was chicken that was fried. And then once literally as soon as they got that motherfucker out to fry, they dumped that bitch in the bucket. Or in the box. I think they like put like a special cup of grease and like put it over the top. Man, something, bro. Cause once you squeezed it, all you saw was just grease coming out of there. And it was I can have to say I've been church's chicken free for over uh, 14 years. Hey, same, same, <laughs> brother. Same, brother. Since I left Detroit, man, like, it, ain't, it ain't no going back. Hey, man, never. Uh, Popeye still gets a little bit of my money every once in a while. I mean, but like, I honestly haven't been since that chicken sandwich line has been there. So, I feel like I haven't had Popeye since then. Have you had the sandwich? No, I haven't. It's pretty, um, well, what I would say is going to Florida, going back home to Florida, going back to Orlando, it's better there. Okay. Of course, the South has it. Um, here is trash. Um, it is trash tastic. I've always said Popeyes here in Grand Rapids, the one on Alpine and the one on Division is trash. Um, the one on Division is better than the one on Alpine, but they're both trash. Um, just by seeing the quality of their food and, you know, they never put honey in the bag. (laughs) You're not consistent. You're never consistent. And every time I go to Detroit or every time I go back to Orlando, Literally, it's it's mad honey in the bag. Like they grab a handful. Wow, no, wow. My, my favorite place to eat in Detroit is always and will forever be Universal Coney Island. Ooh, oh, no. oh, no. Warren and Marble. Yes, sir. Yeah. Always get a uh, corned beef sandwich on Texas toast with Swiss and American. Yo, the Universal is the slap. Like Universal is damn near like it could be argued as probably one of the best. <laughs> I'm telling you, Coney Islands in Detroit. Yeah, and we can argue that. They're like, talking about Lafayette and American, I'm like, bro, put this. If if here. if somebody say Lafayette American one more time, I'm, I'm punching a nigga. All right, I swear to God, like we do not say Lafayette and American. Like they're the downtown. Like we respect them, we love them. It's no, it's no love lost. But y'all ain't never stepped foot into the hoods, all right? And we can make hella cases. Like, I can go to the hood and make hella cases with a hell, hell. Bro, I got a Coney Island depending on what I want. You feel me? <laughs> like, if I want some good-ass chili cheese fries, I'm going to the one on the west side. Okay. Like, I'm going to, if I, like, here's the thing. If I want some good, if I want a good Coney dog with a good snap and some good-ass chili cheese fries, I'm going to the Coney Island on 8 Mile in Wyoming. Right, uh, right in front of the Kroger. Cool. If I want a good corned beef sandwich, I'm going to Universal. Flat out. I'm going to Universal. If I want a good burger, or if I want a good pita, I'm going to the one on Seven Mile. <laughs> on the east side, it just depends on what you want. Yeah. And if I want all three, no, nah, I'm not going all three. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it just depends on what you want, what you want at that time. Like, Lafayette American don't got all of that. Like, it don't. It really doesn't. Like, Lafayette and American don't have the same snap and the same. It's good if you downtown. Exactly. Like, there's another there. one downtown that's right 
Right it's a lot road. of them downtown. You know what I'm saying? That are better than Lafayette and American. They're just the quintessential ones that everybody go to. And there was th- those were the ones that were showed the most on TV. I know yeah. they were showed on uh, Man vs. Food at a time. At yeah. that time. So I, they, they're the quintessential staples of Coney Island and Detroit. But let me be clear. Let's be clear. Let us be clear that there are mad Coney Islands in Detroit that are, there are way more better. Coney Islands in Detroit than are McDonald's and Burger King. You feel me? Like, we don't, we don't fuck with McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah. When I get to the city, it's not no McDonald's and Burger King like it is up here for real. Because there's shit. There's nothing here for real. Well, you get to Detroit, you I imagine know the drive through Coney Island here in Grand Rapids. Well, they have, have you been to Leo's? I mean, Leo's all right, man. Yeah, okay. But I mean, bro. <laughs> I was going to ask you, have you been to Leo's? I mean, have you ordered a corned beef sandwich from Leo's? I haven't. Probably. I haven't tried. I haven't even tried Leo's. So I don't That's what we should do. We should, we should wrap the podcast up one day and just go there and order a corned beef sandwich and see if it's slapping or not. I don't think so. I, yeah, I already I know I don't something. think so. <laughs> I already know something. <laughs> it's, not, it's definitely not going to wrap disappointment. Well, that, that's that's cor- every time. Every time. <laughs> And I don't. And here's the thing: just like uh, Grand Coney, because I have to give Grand Coney some type of props. Give it a little, like I give it a little because it does it does its own thing. I do I do the Coney dog and chicken lemon rice. I give the Coney dog and chicken lemon chicken that's lemon it. rice. Yep, Coney dog, chicken lemon rice. That's that's all I get from there. Oh, okay. Never heard of chicken lemon rice. Chicken lemon rice, bro. That's a that's a Coney special, bro. Okay, I'm gonna have to fuck with that one. But yeah, like Grand Coney does Grand Rapids its justice. Tries. On a on a on a on a on a okay scale. It tries. It tries. It does, it, it tries. But what I will say is that y'all buns over there too fucking big. Your fucking hot dogs too fucking small. Your chili your chili, I don't know. I don't know. Um yeah, y'all try, but it it just don't work. It it just doesn't work. I just I just wanted to know, cause I would put KFC. No, no, no. Popeyes, KFC, and then churches. Just if KFC has spicy chicken, still, like I would put KFC over Popeyes. I would go. I would go Popeyes over KFC. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, like like I said, man, it's hard to go go to Popeyes here. Oh, absolutely. It's hard to. It's hard. That's why I get Four Brothers or Captain J. Okay. Because, like, it's hard to go to the chain chicken spots here because they suck. They're very diluted. They're all, like, KFC is already diluted. No, no, no. So they're made to be non-offensive. I wouldn't even say diluted. They're made to be non-offensive. What does that mean? They want to please everybody. What the, what the, what? First of all, if you please everybody, you should have kept the spicy chicken and just kept it crispy and spicy. <laughs> if anything. Man, they're trying to please everybody. Because so what is this crispy? too much spice. What is this crispy and original? It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I never thought of it that way, but okay. I'm just saying. I'll bite. I'm just saying. I'll bite. The crispy and original is the same fucking thing. All they did was bake the first one, fry the second one. It's the same fucking chicken. It's like getting mild chicken at Popeye's. Two different ways. You're not. Any, any KFC chicken you see right now, if you go to KFC right now, unless it's the South. If you go to KFC, any northern place right now, damn near, does not have spicy KFC chicken. You do not see the flakes in there like you used to see 10 years ago. Okay. And that's real as hell because I used to get KFC on a regular. And it was like, in my mind, it was a battle. 
Yeah, my grandma always got the uh, the two piece and the biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Because it was like three dollars fifty cents. Yep. Yeah, go grab yep. the biscuit. She was like, "Go get you whatever you want and go get me." Yep. I remember that my mama would do that too, and and they would have like they would throw honey in the bag just like Popeyes did, and it was just like it was a competition between Popeyes and KFC in my mind. Like churches was never. Turns was never. So it was like it was like a competition to my mom. I'm like, okay, who got the best spicy chicken? And then it was just up at one point, KFC just stopped having spicy chicken. Churches was like India sending in the fastest runner for the track. Yeah. <laughs> like you never expected. Like, I'm glad you made it, but I don't know like if you're gonna place. You know. I don't know if you're gonna place. Yeah. You come in last place, bro. Yeah, but you, like you it was it. neck and neck. It, it was neck and neck. Plateau, bro. You was dead last. Oh, man. I, yeah, it was just like, bro, I don't. I, I was mad when KFC did that. And then when they took the wings away, oh. it was really sick then because I was like, I fuck with you on the wing tip because Popeyes didn't have wings. Yep. So I was like, I fuck with you on the wing tip and I fuck with you on the chicken tip. And once you took the spiciness of the chicken away and just made original crispy, which was damn near the same thing. And then you took my wings away. Can we just talk about this? I never thought of it that way as it being the same thing. Original crispy. I'm saying. I'm just giving you the same option. I just named it something different. Bro, that's exactly what they did with the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich. The second time around. Now, the first time around, they made a spicy patty. Made an original patty. They had the spicy mayo with the spicy patty. The original mayo with the... That's what got everybody so hooked. It's because that spicy sandwich was really fucking spicy. And it was great. I've had it. It was dope. I see why people went crazy, but I don't see why people killed themselves over it. Um, This this second go-round. If I ever die with chicken, bro. Don't. Don't come to my funeral. Somebody just shit on my grave. Don't so come to my funeral. Don't even come to my funeral. If I die over some chicken, don't even come to my funeral. Yeah. Because I was done. And yeah, stupid. I messed up. <laughs> I messed up for sure. Like, don't do that. But the second time around, they all they did up here for real mm-hmm. is took the original chicken and put it on both buns, spicy mayo, original mayo. That's all they did because they understood, like, damn, we sold out quick as fuck, but we can't make as many spicy boys as we could. Nah, we got it. So we're going to play. Come on now. Y'all got to understand the marketing ploy of these of these chain restaurants. I see it. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, man. It's always supply and demand. If you, it's if sick. you build it up and say, like, you sold out, man. Like, like who who doesn't want to go to a sold out event? Who doesn't want to get that? True. Because uh, they was hitting cars. Joy, you know, get that they was fighting. It was just, it was just too much. It was just ridiculous. Well, somebody gonna be sitting at the toilet looking like, look, that's the spicy one right there. No, like, nobody, nobody. <laughs> not me. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight over some food, fam. Unless oh, it's never. the last amount of food. Yeah, like that's if we the last people on earth and it's the last amount of food, then you know we might have to scrap just a little bit. Uh, Clarissa Shields versus Layla Ali. Uh, no, is Clarissa Shields a young lady from Flint? Yes. Man. She has been dominating the boxing world, and I'm not even saying women's boxing. I mean the boxing world, period. Okay, so where did Layla grow up? Was, did she grow up in Chicago? Layla, yes. All right, we should, I believe we so. should look that up. So if it's Chicago versus Flint, I say it's an even fight. I, well, first of all, um, I'm saying Layla versus, versus Clarissa because... Clarissa got kind of offended by some words that Layla said on the Breakfast Club a couple years back in which she was like, you know, there's nobody that she feels that will bring her out of retirement. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it was Clarissa that went on a breakfast club a couple, either a couple days or a couple weeks ago and said, you know, I heard what she said and, you know, it was kind of like a disrespect to me, you know, like, um, I'm the baddest, I'm a paraphrase. She basically said I'm the baddest bitch in boxing. Mm-hmm. And, um, what you, what you really saying is that I'm not the baddest bitch in boxing and I know you see me. I see you, you see me, we see each other. I know you do. And I don't want to fight a 42-year-old Layla Ali. She said that. I don't want to fight a 42-year-old Layla Ali. But, and, and, and she was like, I just want, you know, her to embrace me and I embrace her. But when I said what I said, it was to make sure you don't disrespect me. I don't disrespect you, you know. And then Layla came back and said, listen, I know who Clarissa Shields is, basically. I seen her fight. But I know that 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 the boxing world is not going to basically give us... million each to fight each other in the ring. One, just because we're women. And that's just facts. And I said for me... I think they can get the bag, fam. And that's... Bruh, I was just about to say that, G. I'm like, I think you wrong, Layla. I think you wrong. And Carissa, I think you wrong, too. I think you should fight a 42-year-old Layla Ali, because Layla look a little cocky to me. Alright? She still look like she got her bag in. And I feel like if she came out of retirement, you would be the only person. You are the only person for real, for real. I'm not even, and this is no discredit, no disrespect to women boxing or boxers. But the one that who has been whooping ass this whole time for the past three, four years consistently and now is the like the unified undisputed champion of the motherfucking world of women boxing. The world, Craig. The world. <laughs> Clarissa Shields. Oh, absolutely. Y'all can get the bag. Y'all can get bags. Yeah. Y'all can get y'all can get some bags. Y'all can bring it. The hype would be real. There is so much more marketing strategies to how y'all can make this fight big to where the bag would be there. I would be there with my fur ready. Bro, I will buy a fur for the get for the fucking fight. I'm sorry. I will buy a fur. Yeah. Come in that bitch re- ready. Like what? It'll be my first fight. And I'll be like, hell yeah, let's get up in this bitch. Cause we talking about Clarissa Shields, Layla Ali. Like, I always wanted to go to a fight. I always wanted to go to a Mayweather fight. I always wanted to see like Mike Tyson fight. I always wanted to go to like a big ass fight, wear some fur and shit, you know, just be eccentric and shit all up in that bitch. Yeah, you don't know me, nigga. I'm in the front row, nigga. Yeah, you don't know this guy that. sitting in front of all the. You boxes. feel me? You don't even know me, bro. What's up? I ain't even mobbing like that. But I'm just saying, like, I I really do believe that they have a back here. I I I believe that they have more of a bag here than what they think they have. I mean, I'll put it like this, man. Like, uh, you can't count a lot of people just because they're in their 40s. You can't count them all. Um, no, not like, at all. There's somebody that's 42 right now, maybe maybe Layla, yeah. with a, a bigger drive and determination with somebody that's, like, 20-plus. You feel me? And Because uh, I don't doubt that she's not training. Yeah. I don't doubt that she's not working out every day. Yeah. I don't doubt that she's not in that... Like, she won't in her basement. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that she ain't in that basement hitting that, hitting that puncher bag. Like... You know, like, not to mention her pops was Muhammad Ali. So I'm just saying, I'm like, just saying, you know, man. he was always, you know, even the three years that he was out, he was, he was, he was kind of training. But uh, Young Flint, though, man, I seen her. Yeah, Clarissa Shields is ridiculous. She is crazy, bro. I've we I've seen her fight all last year. Like we watched videos of her fight. 
damn near first round, second round knockouts. Like, like I'm like, yo, who is this woman from Flint? Yeah. And that's all you got to say. That's it. Who is this woman from Flint that's knocking out niggas and hoes left and right? <laughs> <laughs> out here, fam. Like, out here. Clarissa. Got listen. the whole 810 on her back. Look, listen, Clarissa, you, you and your people get with my people. Come on the show. I would like. I would love to interview because you are you are like the baddest out here. You fucking niggas up left or right. I ain't trying to get fucked up in no type of way. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But I just want to get a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes of your time because I just need to know your story. You know what I'm saying? I just want to. I want to know your story. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 fight with like, like it's it's not much so for, something to prove, but it's kind of like I'm fighting for it's it's bigger than me. And I see it. Like, it's like I like fight for people. she got the whole A1 on her back. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you, when you fight, when you're doing something that's bigger than you, and when you know it, it's just like and you put that on your back. Not only are you doing it for yourself, but people in the back of you that support you and shit. Like, that's that's another type of grit and type of, you know, just, just faith walk. Like, we talked so about earlier. So, you saying that, like, what if she beats Layla, like, bad? Like, is everybody going... Like people, no, why well, you do that forty-two-year-old woman? Well, like I mean, at that point, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that because that's on Layla at that point. Layla's a grown woman. She she's been she's been where Clarissa is. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So she 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 knows that top of the mountain top. You know what I'm saying? Like Clarissa said, like you know, if it wasn't for Layla, I wouldn't be here. She paved the way for a lot of us. You understand what I'm saying? However. If Layla came out of retirement, I'm not giving you no fucking sympathy. This is boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you no sympathy. <laughs> this is bo- it's just like football. Like you know what you're getting into. You know what I'm saying? Like you got into the sport. You made money off this sport. You made money from hitting hitting women in the face, like docking their eye and crossing and crossing their mouth in teeth. You understand what I'm saying? Like blooding their nose, breaking their jaw. You understand what I'm saying? Like you're like you said, your dad is Muhammad. Like that's what it is. So it's just like, you know, if you got Clarissa and Layla in the same ring, that's a big moneymaker for one. Well, and her pops came out of retirement for fights. I'm just saying. He took three years off. I mean, even though it was like, you know, no, he was forced to take three Well, years he was off forced first. to take three years off, but prime. even still, in his prime. Yeah. Even when he came back, he was still fucking up. And it and it wasn't like you know, he he was different from when he was, as as historians can call it. You know, they say oh, they always say when he took that three years off and he came back, he was a little bit different. But even still, he was whooping ass. Yeah. So I don't deny the Ali gene of you bringing your ass back and you giving Clarissa some rounds. You understand what I'm saying? Because to me, it could be a toss up. But I would probably give the slight edge to Clarissa because Clarissa just got a different type of. That's a that's a that's a different type of beast right there. She a beast. She's a beast with two e's and two a's. <laughs> like a beast with two with two t's too. Like just ridiculous. But I would love to see that fight. And I think you know what the perfect the perfect place that you will showcase this fight on HBO or Showtime. You get some big. Some big name sponsors, some big name companies. I would even say TMT. Um, get uh, Floyd Mayweather to sponsor. I, I bet you Floyd would sponsor that shit yeah, off Floyd, the rip. Floyd, Floyd secured the bag. He would secure the bag in a heartbeat. He got it. 
he would give y'all a hundred. Everybody get you get fifty, you get fifty. Let's make it happen. What? Floyd, where you at, fam? Floyd, make it happen, bro. Make it happen, Floyd. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Make it happen, Floyd. Let's get it. Uh what we got? What we got? What we got? Lonnie Love versus Black Man. Have you heard about this? I mean, I can I can I can guess about it, man. Yeah. So Lonnie Love has been in the news. And I've been trying to keep off her, but it's 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 inevitable. Um, cause she's been, she's been, it's been, it's been a war between some black, black men and her. Okay. Um, so I follow like the faithful black men community on Twitter and on Instagram. Love the community. I'm always a faithful black male. Um, I'm a part of the society. That's my thing. So, you know, there was some black men really just, you know, going on backlash about what Lonnie Love said about how slavery and cheating, you know, coincide and how black men can't not not cheat they can't they they cannot not cheat because of slavery um it has to do with slavery um and she really didn't go into detail and the detail that she went in it was basically really it was to me i can't even lie bro it was black man bashing it sounded like a lot of black man bashing and i was just like i've heard when black women have have bashed us and then sit here and 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 constructively criticize us she was man bashing and the fact of the matter is i don't respect nobody who's dating a white man black like man bashing date whoever you want to date i have sex with white women all the time (laughs) you understand what i'm saying i don't discriminate against race you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter to me. But never, ever, ever will I sit here and put my black woman down. Oh, well, I've, I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, man. Like, you never know who's going to make you better, right? Like, yeah. No matter what race they are or whatever. Yeah. Um, bro, my sister black, my mom black, my grandmother's were black. Um, my my, my homegirls are black. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have homegirls from every race. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Same. I've mean, got an aunt Gwendolyn, you know what I'm saying? She's white. Right. My godmother is Sandra. My mom's Sandra Hess. My mom's dad white. is white. You know? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm not just going to sit here and dog somebody unadulterated because, like, there are always exceptions to the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not every single person that's out here to, yeah. to fucking kill yeah. and um, put you into slavery. You right. know what I'm like there were abolitionists that did absolutely like, absolutely one hundred percent uh in in disagreement to it. Um and but as far as like the these relationships go and like and I'm not gonna be dumb as fuck saying that like all oh, all black men don't cheat and like I'm out here bro no. like come I'm on out now. Here, fam. Like, I'm now as we as, as I've said in this <laughs> and I will always say black men don't cheat. Black boys cheat. Okay. Right? I've always said that. Like, you still have boyish ways in you. Black men don't cheat. Mm-hmm. Black men do not cheat. Once you really, like, black men don't cheat. And I will continuously say that. Stop fucking with them black-ass boys that you fucking with. Man. Stop fucking with them boyish ways. You need to elevate. I keep telling women. I keep telling my women, man. I keep telling my black women. I keep telling them, like, yo. You keep talking about, oh, I can't find a nigga. Well, you keep going to the club. Hmm, maybe you need to elevate the spaces where you go find a black man. Man, like, honestly, man, like, 
I'm just saying. I'm not saying don't go to the club and try to find nobody, but I'm just saying, like, if, you, if you're if you looking for something different, you got to do stuff different. Truth. Truth. Hands down. Truth. Uh, also, man, like, most people that you're going to meet yeah. is from an introduction of your friends. Facts. Big facts. Big facts. 100% facts. A thousand percent facts. Is your friends like, nah, man, you, you a thousand. Meet, you need to meet this person. A thousand percent facts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a thousand you know, percent I already facts. done, I already checked yes. their whole facts. Yes. Like, this is their whole facts. <laughs> this is what I know about them. Because if the friends don't, if the friends man. don't, if your friends don't, it's like, it's going to be hard. Man. Because if your friends don't, con- like, if your friends don't like her or him, it's a wrap. Like, it's, it's not... Cause I, I value my friends. Like I just met my lady's uh, ex husband's brother, and I was like, "Yo, man, like I know such and such," and he was just like, "How the fuck do you know him?" Yeah, like he got on edge because of like the relationship. He was like, "Nah, man, I, I just live with my brother, and we've been living together for over two years, and I maybe spoke to him at least five times at damn. most." And like I'm like, yeah, that that says a lot about that, a yeah, you know damn, like, that's I hope sick. I never had anybody. Not feel comfortable with me, not want to be around me. So, do you think, Lot? Okay, so my thing is, Lottie was really just talking about how slavery and black men and black men cheating coexist, right? And I think, I, I think ultimately, I, 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 no, I don't, I don't understand where she was coming from. I, I, I can't even, I can't, I can't because I, I get to a certain extent, slavery, us being taken away from our homes and us not understanding our cultural. You know, guidance, I get that. But I also counteract that argument with with every space in in place and environment that black people that were taken, you know, from our motherland that got here and cultivated each state. Or created something different. You feel me? Mm -hmm. We we created something different in each state. We have different cultures in each state, in each place, in each environment that has cheating culture has you know is it, is it, it, it truly it's, cheating it's a, if the other person knows all about it but that's the and that's the thing too i believe lonnie really wants a black man for one i really believe that she got hurt by a black man you know I, I i really believe black man bashing comes from black women not really understanding that you're going to one get hurt hurt comes with life remember what we said earlier you can't hold this other person to a higher you can how you hold you can't you can't give yourself to every like this person when you're not even giving that same love to yourself and then expect that person to give it right back because you don't really know that person Mm -hmm. honestly you doing xyz abc one two three for this nigga or this or this girl and all of a sudden it's just not it and I believe in Lonnie's case, I'm like, listen, you have a whole white man. So it makes it even she, 10 is times she married worse. married to him or just dating? Dating. That's like boyfriend. Like but long term? Yeah. Okay. About like a year or two. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But, and you know, she was like, yeah, I'm dating a white man. So what? It don't matter. Blah, blah, I, I said what I said. And I'm like, I get what you said, what you said. You have a valid, you you kind of have a valid point. Because yes, we weren't taken from our home. We were taken from our, our homeland and everything. And we... We still kind of don't know, you know, but I believe that we're gaining a culture. Polygamy came from somewhere, fam. Bro, they was doing that shit back in the motherland before we came here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, uh, 
we 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 uh we we got that like together when we when we got here. So it all came first of all. Polygamy came from somewhere, fam. Like, first of all, polygamy came from the niggas that came from UK when they didn't want to go back and go back to the UK. That's what that was. Yes, sir. We that's what that's what that was. That's all that fucking was, bro. Um, that's it. Okay. That's it. So it just adopted. Adopted and it and it got to a place of now like listen. We're at a place now where people are 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 getting tired of cheating. Okay, that's 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 perfectly fine. You might be getting tired of cheating, but you ain't tired of fucking yeah. at the end of the day. At the end of the with, day. With nobody say no, no, like, not, that's true. I'm not tired of fucking. That is very facts. Ugh. <laughs> like, like you're not tired of fucking. Like, <laughs> like I don't want nobody to be stupid, man. Like, outright, man. Like, this is this is this is the autopilot slash fuck. Like, autopilot. Man, like I um it's weird, man. Like when I was living in Detroit, mm-hmm. and my cousin told me this a long time ago. He said, "If one girl knows about the other person, then that's the side chick." Flat out. Uh, but if they both know about them, then you just in a wild ass relationship. Yeah, wild, a yeah. wild one. Yeah, a wild one. Uh, and I people, think a lot people call it poly now or whatever. Or you just in a wild ass relationship. I don't think, I, and that's what I think. I think we couldn't put names to shit back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like as black people, we can put names to shit for real, for real. And now that we can put names to shit, we're like, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's what you was doing. Oh, you, oh, you a freak for oh, you space age. Yeah, <laughs> you wild out here. So I think I, I, I don't agree with Lonnie's comments about you know us being just. Can you give me like an excerpt or just being lines? Her just saying, okay, we can't. We cannot not cheat because of basically slavery. We can't be faithful. We can't be faithful because we cheat too much, basically. Like, we just, we don't know how to be faithful because slavery has, you know, taken our um, culture, kind of taken our culture away, and we don't know what culture is, and, you know, we can't be faithful because of that. And I'm like, that's a bunch of crock of shit. And I don't like when her or other women do that. And here's the thing. I would love for more women, because I'm a man who speaks with logic and emotion. I would love more women to speak with more logic than fucking emotion. And let me just say. Also, don't speak for all women. Exactly. You don't want that backlash either. And let me just (laughs) say that The Real, I love the talk show, The Real. The Real is a big ball of emotion. It is a big ball of emotion that has little to zero logic and as 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 much as i watch the show it it gets it gets replayed because women think of emotion we think with logic and i don't and there's people that are in the middle and that's where i want to meet people in the middle because that's perfectly fine that you have that emotion we we can have separate emotions but let's think let's have a lot let's have a a a concrete grown-up conversation where we take the emotion out of it for once and you look at the facts and not the emotion. Okay. That's it. True. That's it. I like that. And Lonnie, the facts probably are nobody, no black man was wanting you. That's okay. <laughs> that's, and that's fucking okay. Then, you can't say that, that 
no black men want her, bro. Like you, I think some black men wanted her. I don't think she wanted them at that point. Then you understand what I'm saying? It can, it can be a lot okay. of factors. Yeah. You didn't want the black men that wanted you because they probably was too corny. They wanted your type in your mind. They wanted it, but you wanted the you probably wanted the niggas that was the gangsters, the hood niggas, the ones with the six packs and shit. Like you, you probably were that girl, and that that's okay. But don't sit here. And continuously go on a television show, which is widely nationally and worldwide syndicated, and go and bashing us because as black men, we get bashed all the time. And I try my best to sit here and uplift and talk positively of my black men. Yeah, I make jokes because I'm a black man. I know what the fuck a black man does. So, of course, I'm going to make jokes about it, but I'm always here to uplift the next black man. And every time I see a black man or a black woman bash us to the point where it don't make fucking sense, I'm gonna call you out on it. And I've literally been sitting on this this topic for a minute too. <laughs> I've been sitting on this topic because I'm just like I've been seeing how people have been reacting to her. And some black men have been very disrespectful, which I don't like. You know, calling her like fat and you know, just ugly and shit like that. No, don't do that. Don't don't be disrespectful in that mind. But literally just attack her in the way like, okay, stop sitting here saying that. Stop speaking for all black men, for one, and then stop speaking for all black women. You understand what I'm saying? Because you was mad that people didn't have black women on a panel when they was talking about this. First of all, your panel of women is very mixed race. You're the only black, dark-skinned woman on the show. Mm. Everybody else is a lighter complexion. You have a Hispanic in Adrian Ballon. You have a Chinese, Asian, and... Um, Korean, how, how or whoever in Jenny in Jenny Ma, you got T, uh, Tamara Mari from Sister Sister, another black woman, and you got Amanda Seals, another black woman. Two light skins, and then you have you in the middle. You can't stop, stop sitting here, stop sitting here trying to play victim for nothing that you stop. I just need you to stop. And I need every other man and woman to stop black man bashing just because it sounds good and it's a great trending topic. Because the next person that a man bash, you getting clown of the week. <laughs> and that's real shit. Because we really trying to be good out here. And I, and I see my black men trying to be good. From the hood niggas to, to the rich niggas. I see them. Yeah. They trying to do better, man. In their own way. I don't even know if it's like trying to do better or just, just being better. Just being, bro, in, yes. In you know yes. Like, yeah, just being better because they see in it. They see, they, like, we have so many documentaries. I was just watching Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we have so much black history, just period, now in television, book, and audio form that us in this generation can really learn from the past trials, tribulations, and triumphs of our black icons and legends that we can sit here and be like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe we shouldn't be gangbanging like this. Maybe we should do it maybe like we should this. Up for each other. Yeah, maybe we should stop killing each other. You know what I mean? Maybe we should stop sitting here like we don't have to agree. We can agree to disagree and still love each other. Maybe we should, you know, maybe we should start around that. So I, I've always questioned. I wonder if like how they always try to talk about black on black crime, right? mm-hmm. and then they always say that well, actually, black on black crime is a lot higher as far as like because that's that's who you're around. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I wonder if that same statistic was as high in like you know 
twenties, thirties, forties, no. 50s, 60s, seven. I don't think so at all. Like, I think I, I find that I find that very fucking hard. No, do. I don't think so because I think back then they were as a people we were more together. Yeah, as a people, just because of the struggle. That I think we because we have more accessibility to so many things. Um, you know, we're so we're kind of divided, and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But we're so di- we're so divided that we kind of can't get to each other in a way, you I know. No, nah, because the internet is definitely a lot. Well, yeah, easier. but uh, one yeah. of the things. So, like, let's say, like me growing up, man. Like, I was born in Detroit. I lived yeah. in Detroit and Muskegon. You know, what I'm saying, like, those are those are two different parts of the hand. First off, and two, two dope ass black cities, though. Man, um, <laughs> see, I don't know about like. Well, Muskegon is I. Muskegon. Detroit is dope. Muskegon, like Muskegon you have Muskegon, is... you have Muskegon Heights, right? I was in Muskegon proper. Ah, but okay. There is yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. of uh, black yeah. history in Muskegon, Muskegon, yes. Muskegon Heights. Yes. Um, and then in Detroit, man. Like I mean, like I was like, I've I've been an East Side motherfucker my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. as far as like when I go to Detroit, I still walk into all the same stores and be still Detroit. All yep. the same, same, same. Still got my mm-hmm. squad that's around mm-hmm. there. There's some cats mm-hmm. that just not leaving, or some that have started to invest yep. in mm-hmm. into the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Started their own companies. Um, and then in Muskegon, man, like I feel I feel bad saying this, but like I know more of my people have have prospered as soon as they leave Muskegon. Yeah. Or have left Muskegon. Yeah. Some have been able to stay and invest and, and grow and build but at the, at the same point though so many others are are marginalized yeah. or pushed out that's sick so i mean like stop bashing our black men lonnie <laughs> we trying to do better that's all we trying to do we trying to infrastructure we trying to bring we trying to just do better man <laughs> god damn how you feel about young jock doing ride share you know what, man? Like, <laughs> Get a, your money, right? As a motherfucker that hustles, man, like, yo. We, you, right. You gotta have more Me, than one Listen, I, I, I look up to hustlers. You understand what I'm saying? And first of all, why I gravitated to G so well um, is one, not only just because he's from Detroit and, you know, we're from the 313, basically, is because G is a hustler. Every nigga in Detroit, I don't care if you're female, male, child, Dog. Everybody doing Cat. more than one thing. Everybody is doing more than one thing. I find it weird finding out people that only have one job. I'm like, what are you doing with yourself? I'm hello. I'm over here, and as y'all know, I've already, as y'all know, my community already knows that I've already, you know, I'm quitting my job soon, and I'm already trying to get two, three, four streams of income together. Keep it coming. You understand what I'm saying? That's the hustle mentality that we have. Right? Like, G is always promoting something. Every time I'm on social media, G is promoting something for some or or somebody for some price. It's it's not even a joke. Like, he's always hustling. Every every month, there's a 90s to the 2000s party. Like, it's not even a game. Like, every month. He's doing drunken retort. No, every week, I'm sorry, he's doing the drunken retort. He's at Stella, at the bar, you know what I'm saying, selling drinks, working the bar, and doing the drunken retort. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Like I've done that, but like, uh, for the most part, we got uh, the homegirl Roach. Yeah, hey, talking about Roach. Stella's Lounge. Yeah. And like, like, but that's just the, the, the hustle mentality of G, because if they need somebody in the bar, G would be like, oh, I got it. 
Put that put that towel behind his back. What you need? You need this. You need that. You need that. And he'll go back there for a couple hours and get that. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everybody's get that straight. Monday money. You feel me? Nobody else wanted to Monday nobody. Money. Nobody else wanted Monday money. So like he's going to go get it, and that's the hustling mentality. A lot of people have that. The thing about it is, everybody was like really criticizing Young Jock about him doing Uber or I think it was or one of them, it was Uber or Lyft ride share. And it was like, you really fell off and everything like that. Here's the thing. I can never understand us as regular folk who don't have this money telling somebody that they fell off. Bro, my man is out here saying, like, oh, I got I got I got gold platinum plaques for songs. It's going down. I'm, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, I'm picking you up. You wanna talk about that? I got a story. What you wanna hear, man? Like He giving like, you free content. Yeah. Damn there. Yeah. And you talking shit? Oh, I would have been absorbing everything for first of all, I would have I would have played the podcast. I would have recorded right there with young Jock on my phone, getting the podcast ready in the car. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? I would have been like, How long our ride, young? Ben, we got six minutes, we got five minutes, we're gonna talk. Hey, man, Let's go. I would have been like, yo, man, it's gonna cost me a little bit more, bro, but like uh you want something to eat? Let's no just, legit. Yeah, you want to, some food? I'm about to add. I'm about to add these hours to this ride. I'm about to have fun. We, we gonna have some fun real quick. You want some food real quick? Like don't don't. I I don't like that. Yeah. You feel me? Because I bet you the people in the car that said that. Where were y'all going? Probably to fucking work or then, a party that y'all want. He's probably recording the whole thing right now. Exactly. Talking about his experiences, and then gonna put your ass on blast. The thing is, it wasn't even Uber or Lyft. It was a new transportation, right? Something like that. Yeah, rideshare. It was a new. It was a new app. And the crazy thing is, he's being brought in for a new rideshare transportation shit. So the fact of the matter is, now he really gonna talk shit about y'all stupid asses. And I feel like he has every right to do so because y'all look dumb. Clap back. Clap back at y'all stupid asses. <laughs> Listen, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm only going to talk about this briefly. Okay. And when I mean briefly, I mean like a minute. April Jones and Fizz, Little Fizz broke up. Bro, to be completely honest, bro, I'm 37, about to turn 38. I don't even know who the fuck those two people are. Exactly. So that's exactly my people do. And, um, and who was he you, was a part of? Little B2, B2K. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. You remember the light skin boy? I, I'll tell you this, man. Um, I used to work at uh, Chandler Park Family Aquatic Center over Detroit. Oh, shit. Um, B2K came, bro. They got out of limo. Yes, they did. They got out of limo, bro. Was it 2006? They, they was this tall. <laughs> if y'all can see this man right now, see <laughs> Bro. They was so goddamn short, man. Like I, I was like... like like, do they stand on top of each other? Like, how, how do they even, like, how do you even see them on stage? They were that short. I'll build it. Um, but yeah, allegedly they broke up, but I believe they're just putting their relationship on um, social media rocks, which means that they're not promoting their their relationship through social media anymore. Who's April Jones? Uh, she was um, Omarion's baby mother. She's, well, she is Omarion's baby mother. And as you know, Omarion and Fizz were brothers quote-unquote, and uh, bandmates for 20 years. And um, Marion and April's relationship was very toxic-turvy, so they broke up, and then April... Did you say toxic-turvy? Yeah, toxic-turvy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, they left, and then they broke up, and then she got with Fizz. So, and it was on Love & Hip Hop. So uh, I wouldn't want anybody that would date anyone... Yeah. 
significant other that was in my circle. Bro. Think about it like this. You're the... Um, th- think about it like this. You're Fizz, right? Think about it like you're dating... You're the uncle, right, of Omarion's kids. And you're dating his mother. Well, his baby mother. And your kids play together. They're cousins, damn near. So how does that look? Hey, now. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I couldn't do it, man. Couldn't do it. Uh, let me just talk about this, and we'll take a little break okay. for a minute. All right. Have What's you up? even like remotely hollered at abroad mm-hmm. that one of your boys even dated? Oh yeah, you have. Yeah, like, well, not 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 right like, away, or was it like a not like of- not like not like to the point where we're dating? Like like January twelfth, um, they uh-huh. broke up. It's now Sunday the nineteenth. No, and you like hey, no girl. no. No, that's what that just, mom do. Oh no, hell no. <laughs> now, if it's like to the point where y'all had sex and you said, "Okay, no, nah, we we not together. You can you can do whatever." Then yeah, we've done that. Okay, but to the point where let's say you had a girlfriend for a whole year, y'all broke up, and then she hit my line like, "What's up?" I always wanted you. What? I'm gonna be like, well, baby, it's it's a, it's a cold. My family's here. I'm gonna be like, well, it's a it's a kind of a cold here, hon. You've been with my man's for a whole year. Y'all done had ups and downs all around. He probably still fuck. He probably still love you on some real shit. And see, what I'm about to do is just screenshot this real quick and send it to him. Yeah. And <laughs> to the point, I, I have nothing to do I with that. Cover my base, right? Because what you're not gonna do is sit here and try to get me in trouble. Yeah. No sir, no sir, no ham, no wham bam, and no turkey. I just can't do that. No, I just no. It's just ridiculous. I just I'm good on it, um, because that's just not me. I'm all right. That's but I know some people that do that. It's sick, but um, you know, hey, whatever floats your boat. I hope you don't sink. <laughs> no, hope you don't. Um, I had my first disappointment of 2020. Let's <sighs> this was this is was it a sick. person or is it a? It is, is a, a person. Social, it's a person. It is oh. a person. Um. You didn't have them high up on a pedestal like they could do no I wrong. Did. You did. I, in a in a sense, he was an idol. Okay, right. He was a podcast idol, and as most of you not know, Rush Limbaugh was it? Oh hell no! Fuck that nigga! No, no, he he dope though. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but no, this was a podcast dude. I talked about him on podcast before. Um, more so disappointment. He gave me my first disappointment in twenty twenty. Uh, Fact of the matter is, we brought back our tw- uh, bl- our Black Men Win mm-hmm. blog series. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out now. We have about twelve to fifteen dope Black men. I actually was going to email you and send you out an email and see if you want to do it. So I'll I'll send that out to you right. sometime. Um, but he here's the thing, and I want I want to get your assessment because I want to make sure that I'm not in the wrong here. Okay, so. I send out an email regarding the Black Men Win interview at least two weeks to a month before the interview actually drops. Okay. Right? And I not only email, but I text you if I have your text and I, I DM you if I have your, you know, your social media. I'm like, hey, check your email. I got something for you. Let me know if you're interested. If you're not, let me know, please. He committed. Right? He said, yeah, I get it done. I'm humbly honored. I appreciate it. I'll get it done to you by that time. No problem. Now, G, I give everybody to 8 o'clock the day of their posting. And I post everybody on Friday at noon. Okay. I give everybody that I want to do it until the day 
of at 8 o'clock. It's five questions. Five questions. I'm not asking you to do a dissertation. I'm asking you to give me three to five sentences. Well thought. Well thought. Okay. Well thought out answers because these are well thought out questions. Okay. So I give you also two reminders. Right? So I remind you twice through text message or DM. Hey, don't forget about, you know, black men win, no problem. And then I'll email you and text you the second time. Hey, don't forget about the black men win. Every time somebody hits me back and says, oh, man, you know, I, I ain't forgot about you, bro. I'm so sorry. My bad. It's all good. Once somebody tells me they forgot about me, they forgot about me. I know you did. It's okay. You just have to be honest. He hit me Thursday night, and the responses were one-liners. And if you checked out any of my black men win, any of them, I've had from, I've had engineers on there. I've had scholars on there. I've had best-selling authors on there. I got to get you a whole group of, of folks, too, man. Literally. Yeah, like, I got you, man. I'm like, I've had, a whole, I've had a whole slew of people on there. And the fact of the matter is, they've given me three to five sentences. Well thought out. You gave me one sentence line, and you sent it from my iPhone. And it was trash. Could have spoken to your phone. Yeah. Get more sentences. Yeah, it was, it was, it was trash. And are you going to do ask them to redo this or are you just like no. scrap the whole thing? I scrapped the whole thing because for one, that's not the, um, that is not the level of upkeep that my blog holds for that blog series. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you can, and I tell them in the email, check the link below. For example, I literally say it, G, and I'm like, check the check the link. Just check the link and see see what it is. Come from here. Like, yeah, just, yeah. just see what it is. I have all my, I have the podcast link in there. I got the Devontae's World link in there. I have my whole website link in there. So you can check it out. And the fact of the matter is, I feel like it was, for me, it, it more hurt than anything. Yeah. Like, I've had these in, in, in 2019, you know, people flaking and people fucking up and people, you know, being last minute. Lackluster. Very. But when there's somebody that you've studied for like a year or two, damn near when you got started in this podcast game and you see them and, you know, you're excited and, you know, you know, they do you like this. It's really like it's not more anger. It's more disappointment and hurt. It's like, damn. You fucked up. And for me, for anybody, you only get two chances with me. Two. My mama always taught me that. It won three strikes you out. You get two strikes. Because you should have. You should learn from the first time. Period. You should learn from the first time. Or reschedule. Yeah. That's it. And here's the thing. You can tell me no, and I respect your no. I always respect a no. More than I respect a yes, and you fuck me over. I don't like people who overeat and have too much on their plate. I don't like that because I'm not like that. I put enough. I portion my shit out just enough just to see, all right, bet. I'm going to do this today, this today, this today. And I'm going to make sure I don't put too much on my plate because I see a lot of people overeating with too much on their plate and they trying to fulfill too much shit. And I'm like, you got to chill because if I couldn't be on your plate, you should never put me on there. Now, you're going to hear this. Not my fault. You did that. 
Tis, tis with a T. It, it is. It is. And I was just like, you know, it, it's, it was sick. So I sent them an email back and I said, you know, thank you for the responses. But due to the lack of effort, substance and time that you put into this, I'm not posting this. I'm not. I'm not posting. Now, I could have posted this because you had typos. You had you did it from your iPhone. It was fucked up. Like I could have posted and been petty. Because what I do is I ask you for two or three pictures with you with your interview. Yeah. You didn't even send me that. So I could have I could have been hella petty. There's there's been multiple times, just not with him, but with other potential interviewees, that I could have been very petty. Very petty. And it, and it sounds to me like you've set the, the level of what you expect yes. to receive. And the thing is and the people the con- not even not necessarily like the content, but just the level. The level. Yeah. The email is I think the email is clear and concise and it and it, and it makes sense. So I sent one to Fable. Fable is actually gonna do one for me shout out to him and he's going to be our first video one because i just got my camera oh, so um he's going to be our first video and this is what fable said to me and this is why i will always love respect fable because he's a true professional nobody has said this to me in the two to three years that i've been doing this whole entrepreneurship thing i said i sent him the same email not only did he answer me back through an iphone he answered me back professionally as hell and said, hey, I would love to be a part of it. The only issue is I don't have time to type out the questions. <laughs> Never have I heard. God, man, that's my right hand. You feel me? That's my right hand, bro. You know what I'm saying? You like, feel me? Like, like, like literally, never, that is my guy. Never have I had an email like that. Yeah. That was the first email. Swear on everything, G. I put that. And Fable, if you listening, like, swear seriously. That was the first email. That I got that literally said, yo, I can't, I can't do that part. We can do a QA and you record. And I was like, I was just so shocked. I was like, well, brother, I'm getting my camera. You know, we can do this like a video. He was like, bet. Like, when you want to say. Bro, like, when I tell you about that man, bro, like, like anybody that, like, tries to hold his, the whole fables past. Yeah. And they don't see him as right now in this present and him in this future. Bro, like I'm, I'm starting to tear up right now because, like, like yeah. literally, He's I've dope. seen a motherfucker change his whole life, right? Yeah. Um, from being a ruffian to not even drinking to fucking being there for his future wife, like even with the possibility He's of her not even making it. He is dope. You know what I'm saying like being there for her, him lighting up around all yes. these kids, yes, being the business professional that he is, he and is what he's created with him. Rachel, myself, the the fucking diatribe of him constantly being a sponge of learning, him trying to be a beacon of light, hope, change. Fucking, he was the first poet laureate of Grand Rapman. Like, I can give this dude so many accolades, and then for me and him, like this dude was always pushing me to like push my writing out more. And now that I'm doing it, like this motherfucker was like, yo, I wasn't even ready to slam, but I'm gonna do it if I get to be on the slam team with you. Period. Like, and then that motherfucker just came from out of the gate. So like. So now I got my right hand man with me <laughs> doing the fucking slam. You feel me? Um, our coaches are going to be Gleason and and uh, and uh, Sprout, aka KFG, and then we got the Grand Slam champion for Grand Rapids, Jocelyn Barnes. And then we got a man of small, like one of the dopest short poem poets alive. Period. And like this is just coming out of West Michigan. This is like coming out of like. People that aren't supposed to be together, supposed to be friends, yeah. at a, at a weekly spot, making a motherfucking difference. And that's why I fucking love 
Fable. That's why I fucking love y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I've always said I have a love-hate relationship with Grand Rapids. More hate than love. But I've met some dope-ass people that I love here. And you two are one of them. Likewise. And it's just like, um, when I see shit like that, that counteracts the email that I got, that shows me that, okay, there are professionals out here. And the crazy thing is, both both Fable and him are both this around the same age. Y'all around the same age. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And the crazy thing is I'm like, I'm looking at both and I'm like, damn, that's crazy because I really look up to you though. You're in my field. You're the one that's in my position or the position that I want to be. And you can't even send me a, a, an an adequate email that's, that I'm asking for. Like send me old responses. I'm just saying, like, you couldn't even send me that. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't do that for me. Like, that, and my friend was like, well, I don't know if you should keep talking about people who burn bridges, you know what I'm saying, who keep doing you wrong, because that'll burn bridges with them. I was like, and I told her, I said, well, they've already burned bridges with me. I've already. Well, this is the thing. So. They've already burned bridges you with said, me. You said uh, earlier that you give people two chances. Two. Right? So, like. Maybe they set that bitch on fire, but maybe they were still, still don't burn all the time, right? No, they burnt them. No, they burnt them. And here's the thing. I always say, like, you do get two chances with me. I just don't know when you're going to get that second chance. All right. I can dig that. Because my trust for you and my trust with you has now been broken. You broke that. You broke that for me. Like, it's just like, once you commit. Now, now, did he break your trust or did he just let you down? Because it sounds like he just let you down. Kind of just let me down. All right. So that don't mean he like because he did a little bit of work, but he didn't do. No, he, he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't going for a good grade. He was going. For no, passing. he was. He didn't even do. A, he didn't even go for passing, bro. That's the thing. Sorry. A lot of people don't even go for passing. People go for just excuses. Oh, I'm so sorry, but ah, oh, my bad. Ah, and then it's always last minute. I don't do that. Yeah. I personally don't do. Now you can you can follow that with anybody else, but I personally don't. And it's like I give you until the last minute to turn it in, and you, you, y'all, some of y'all still don't do the same shit. So it's like I can't the trust there for me. It, yeah, it is. It is like yeah, you let me down, but then I, I don't want to do business with you professionally in the future because it's like, are you gonna, are you gonna do that <laughs> five, ten years from now? Because when mean, I get I'm to interested him, in you reaching out to like uh, Byron Allen, like I think like all of us know who he is. Oh yeah, Byron like, Allen is the. Like, the the hustler hustler of all hustlers, yeah. right? Um, like I would want to learn from Byron Allen. Like, how man. did you? How? Because the way I'm rocking is like everybody is in their own little bubble, media wise, and I'm not trying to be like that. I want to be collaborative, but at the same time, it sucks because you kind of got to stay in it. But I'm like, I don't want to. St- I'm not that. That ain't me. But the fact of the matter is, you got to play. You just got to be methodical with it, and it's like. You 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 fucked me over. I appreciate that. I'll take that as a lesson. And the blessing the blessing that came out of it was me putting myself on my own platform earlier than what I thought I was going to do. Because I always knew that I was going to do the Black Man Win interview because I I I, I created the questions. So I knew I was always going to do it for myself. I just didn't think it was going to come this quick. And I didn't think I was going to be the first, the first one of the year to do it for myself. And as I said, like, I might, I might add, it, it was a great interview. 
it was a great like I typed out the questions very well like it was dope I answered them authentically and it was it was very dope so uh, we got some more people coming up. Like, it's, I'm ready. I have like two or three people already signed up, ready to go. So it's like I, you know, I take those as lessons and blessings. It's a disappointment. Yeah, was I angry for a minute? Yeah, I got over it. It is what it is. I wish you all the best and everything like that. And like I said, personally, I have no beef with you. It's all love. Professionally. I can't, I, you know, if somebody said, hey, how, how was that person professional? How's this communication? Trash. <laughs> trash. It is, it is very much trash. Okay, listen, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back, and then we're going to finish out the show with the second half of the show. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae and my boy G, Foster, Yo, Autopilot, and this bitch, we getting drunk as hell, <laughs> and we'll be back. What's going on, everybody? We are back. We are back with the Opinionated Brother Podcast, episode 114. Uh, well, my boy G Foster in the building, you feel me? He's been with me for the whole hour and damn near 45 minutes of the show. And he's still here with me now, bruh. And listen, we're in the, uh, of course, we're in the Opinionated Topic of the Week this week. We're talking about investing in yourself. I've seen a lot of people, um, I've seen a lot of my generation um, taking a lot more risk on themselves, and I love it. Um one thing about you, G, is that I loved is that you it's it's something I don't know if you have it, but you don't show fear when you do your parties, when you promote your stuff, when you sit here and promote other people for their stuff. What what is the quintessential like essence of investment in yourself? Like, what can you give what advice would you give like people like myself, you know, that are at my age that are maybe starting out like, yo, because when I started investing in myself, I remember doing my podcast from my phone, right? I remember blogging, you know, starting off blogging and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I just had Mr. Hicks and Company and the opinionated brother was a Tumblr blog. Okay. You know, and I remember doing my podcast from my phone and then upgrading to my MacBook and then, you know, getting blessed by the freaking flyers with a um, <clears throat> with a microphone and then, you know, getting to another mic and then another mic and then another mic and then continuously elevating, you know, just throwing money into myself, you know, and then it got to a point where, you know, take money, make money. And I was making money, man. You know, and then at that point, you know, you, you continuously invest in yourself. You continuously kind of make money from it. You know, so what, 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 what? Jesus. It's like, what, what is it? Like, what is it? You, you already said it, man. It definitely, it takes money to make money. And time is money. If, right. If anybody has never said that, then they are say that. No, say that again. Because I think that's time is money. That's our that's gonna be our title for <laughs> this episode. Time is time money. is money. How how do you prioritize your time, bro? I wish I wish I was better at it. Mm, um, talk about first it. First off, um, I wholeheartedly wish I was way better at it. Talk than, about than it. Talk, yeah. Um, there are there are times where I don't prioritize what I need to. Yeah. And I wish that I, I did it better and yeah. I had a better understanding of it, yeah. uh, of prioritizing my time. Right. Um, there are. 
And I don't think people know that that's hard to prioritize your time. Yeah. And when I and when we say your time, we mean it. Your time, yeah. because when you get to a point where you understand that your time is your money, you have to now sit here and prioritize that, and you have to put that in in, in management. Like we, I, one thing that I've always heard constantly in college: time management. Time management, time management, understanding your time, putting your time where it needs to be instead of where it wants to be, right? Doing things that you need to do instead of what you want to do. Like, what you want to do is probably still want to be there, but what you need to do, you need to get done now. Like, you don't have the time to wait, stop playing, get it done. And, you know, sometimes you don't get it at first. But then, like, I I know just getting through my business and, Understanding my time is valuable. True. Like your time is so valuable, especially when you're investing in you. When you listen, I remember dropping that first that first stack on myself. <clears throat> and at that point in time, I was like, yo, once I drop that first stack and get my MacBook, getting, you know. I think 2018 is when I first dropped like $25,000, $3,000 on me. On you. On me. And it's not even on me. It's my company. <laughs> Just dropping that money like, oh, shit. And I didn't even know what I was prepared for. Like, overall, I've spent probably like six grand on my company alone. Six grand. That's not, that's not even like. Just just counting my MacBook, getting equipment and all of that stuff. And listen, I'm I'm not cheap, but I'm 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 definitely smart, <laughs> right? With my money. You know what I'm saying? I'm smart when it comes to getting shit that's that's great in quality but affordable. Right? So I know what to get and how to get it. You know what I'm saying? You always look at the most expensive stuff and you know, I always always said you get what you pay for. You know? And um I'm like, you she's right. On some stuff, you're going to have to spend a grip. Like, I just got my Mevo camera. So we're coming to YouTube next week on the 27th. It's, it's no it's no game. I have to spend a grip on that. That was $630 that I spent. You know what I'm saying? That can, that can literally you be, know, life change. be a, 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 another stream of income for me. You know what I'm saying? That can create more ideas. Like, as soon as I got my Mevo, a million to, like, two million ideas came in my head on what to bring to my YouTube channel, what to do next for my Instagram, what to, it was so much that came in my head. I'm like, yo, I'm ready. Like, what's up? You know, so that is, how can I get better? Exactly. If you're not asking yourself that question, then I feel like you are not. How can you elevate even where you at right now? You understand what I'm saying? Like, what, what is your, what, you know, we, on my, um, what did you do in that? Damn there. You know, like seriously, you know, we we talked about me and my uh, my, my 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 boys from the Mental Matter podcast. Shout out to um, Jarrell and um, Rich. We talked about smart goals. Have you wrote down your smart goals? I wrote down my smart goals because Rich gave me a, a definition of smart goals. They're not goals. They're smart goals. They are goals that you write down in specific order, or not even order, just in specificity, right? You be more specific with your goals and you say, hey, okay, if I can't hit this, let me make sure I'm getting at least this goal. You got to have shit that's attainable. Exactly. Get shit that is attainable to you. You can't just be writing goals and being like, 
Okay, let me get this down, Lord. Okay. But I mean, like, you can reach for the moon as well. Absolutely. You reach for it. Like, Sometimes you're not going to get it. Yeah. You have to understand There's a whole that. bunch of space in between the moon and Earth. Hello. And those are your smart goals. Yep. Those are the ones you get first. Right? Yep. And that's why I celebrate the goals that I get. Every one before I get to the moon. Because every time I look down and see where I was and be like, damn, I was there two, three years ago. Yeah. I've elevated to a place of just like, yo, this is, yo, this is crazy, and and just thinking about two, three years in the future. No, what, bro? And 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 that's a that's a thing in itself too. Like being able to, um, you have to be able to see your change and your growth mm-hmm. as well, man. Otherwise, it, that'll be a hindrance too. Because like uh, a lot of times, other people be like, oh man, no, I see the work that you're doing, bro. Yeah. Even if you don't see it yourself, I see it, and that that helps along the way. Like it anybody, does. anybody else that sees your grind, your hustle, or whatnot, yeah, um, you know, it lets you know that you're not doing it for nothing. For exactly, uh, but I'm like until you see your personal strides and and growth, and you being able to acknowledge your personal strides and growth, and you being able to acknowledge. Man, that shit could have happened to anybody. Don't be but coming at my head like this, G. But but it happened to you. <laughs> but it happened to you. Hey, it was in this hey, for your growth. This is how you know G listen to the podcast. He's coming at my head like this. Like, <laughs> this is, this is and listen, G is my OG. You feel me? Like he's 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 ten plus years my elder. Y'all gotta understand. I don't hang around all young niggas, man. You understand what I'm saying? Like. Man. I've always been an old soul. I don't hang around all young niggas. My 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 crew will tell you that. They will tell you I'm the old soul of my group. I'm always hanging around people that are 10 plus years older than me. You understand what I'm saying? Because I want to gain wisdom. And G doesn't, doesn't, you know, never. I want to, I want to, I want to see what I couldn't attain or what I never thought of. Right. Hands down. Like, it's, it's, man, it's just like, you know, I've seen people like G, like Fable, like um, even people like my mom, you know what I'm saying? Just grind. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom was the first one to believe in everything that I did and said something. Like I told my mom, I was like, Ma, I quit my job. I told her, I told her, uh, I was like, Ma, I quit my job and uh, I'll be leaving on the 7th and uh, I'm going like kind of basically full, full time into everything that I'm doing. Until I uh, get a job in my field, or you know, what I'm saying, and still, still do full time in that. So besides podcasts, though, like, yeah. what, So what's your field? Uh, like radio and entertainment, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a great field, bro. You know, like I love radio. I've loved radio since the since the days of time. I love. I love how it evolved. It it's you know it's I mean? still evolving. It's still you feel me? Right, right. Like it's mad it's growth. mad growth. It's still evolving. And even though I say like podcasting is probably going to take over the radio world soon, mm-hmm. um, because you see so many radio heads knowing knowing that and going into podcasting to keep the relevancy up. But I also think like with it, you know what I'm saying, like um like with it with the events that I throw, right? Like, yeah. You never want to eliminate a potential. No, 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 no. No, never. So like even like making your spot like handicap accessible is like something you learn. And then once you ostracize any any person that can't come to your event that would normally come to your event, 
bro, that shit's life changing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden it's like, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not losing, I'm not sacrificing the few right. for the many. Exactly. And this, and this, it, it turns into that quality. And then like you, you have these, um, you have this specific, uh, specific group that's like, nah, man, I've, I've been fucking with you since day one. Since day one. And I can't, I can't, there's no handicap ramp for me to get in here to fuck. Ain't that crazy when you start investing in you people like your day ones? Like that been supporting you from afar, near, right. near or far, man. Like I literally at my at the nineties party that you yeah, 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 yeah. First watch UK. Yeah, uh, I had the homie uh, Chris Lamar. Sorry, y'all. and like this dude used to come when I was uh, when I threw my first party. There's mm-hmm. photos of him at the first party. Mm-hmm. Now that all came from us partying together when I used to be uh, a bouncer at Gardell's. Shut up! You was a bouncer at I was a bouncer at Gardellas, man. And at the point where I was supposed to become the uh, the first bartender, they were like, "Man, this dude literally said to me, dudes don't make money at the bar; only women make money at the bar.'" That is facts, brother. Because mm-hmm. I worked at Mully. I don't know if you know Mully's up at Allendale, um, but Mully's up at Allendale. I worked in the kitchen. Okay. I asked him. I was like, "Hey, bro, let me get by in the bar." It was like. Dudes don't make money at the bar, bro. Women do. And the only dude that made money in the bar, he was gay. So, and he was cool with everybody. And at that point, it was like, yeah, I'll stay behind the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, uh. I don't accept that. I was good at the, I was good at the, at, at that particular bar. I was good. I was straight. Yeah. But I don't accept G that. was like, fuck that. Nah, man. He breaking down all barriers. Bro, Bro, I make money phone parts, bro. Oh, um, G make money. Um, what I'm trying to say is that, like, anybody, like... G rich. Oh, no, I'm far, I'm far <laughs> rich, bro. The IRS coming any day. Bro. You are rich, uh, man. You rich in the mind, bro. See? Uh, IRS coming any day now. Uh, uh, no, no, don't say that. Because, <laughs> see, they listen to the podcast. <laughs> see, you play too much. See, now they uh, really about to come to your house and start getting your man, ass. You, oh, yeah, my God. Dick and bubble gum. Oh, <laughs> like, good, <laughs> I just think it's hard dick and bubble. Good luck. Uh, I feel <sighs> like man, I can go across so many ways, man. But yeah. being in Grand Rapids for almost fourteen years, yeah, and motherfuckers can name thirty bars before they can name ten black bartenders in Grand Rapids. Facts. No, 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 no. That's a thousand percent facts. A hundred, like a hundred thousand percent facts. I can, I yeah. Yeah, yes. And like I've had, yes. And like I've, I've 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 been too many. I've been to too many bars where I've always gotten the stank face, the look, the 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 the, just the the face of just like why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Uh, And also in saying that, like uh, I'm I'm gonna come to my people's edge right now too. Is that uh, like fam? Like you see that I'm the only black bartender, and then you don't want to tip me, or then you come to the side like. Oh, I didn't tip the other person, man. This is this is just for you. And it's like, do you realize like we, we share tips, like we eat together, like this this particular person on this night. This so would that make you start a black bar? Or not even a black bar, would that make you start a bar by yourself? I mean, if I started the bar by myself, man, like Cause honestly, that would bring a lot more and just the getting into that just ties into the investing in you concept, like you know, you have, I I believe as a young buck, 
here in Grand Rapids. And as I've said multiple times, Grand Rapids is very diluted in everything. However, the black people that I know and that I fuck with are very, very well known. I call them famous, but G says he's very well known. I say he's famous because it doesn't matter what part of Michigan he goes to, somebody, anybody knows G Foster. You understand what I'm saying? When they come to Grand Rapids for a party, who are they coming? Because of G Foster, because they know him. You understand what I'm saying? It's not, but it's it's not it's just him. It's the squad. It's right. It is itself as getting those people around you. Exactly. Well. Okay, and that's so another thing that I have around me. That's another thing I want you to talk about that briefly, just a little bit. Like, how was it getting your squad together? Like, how was it getting when you started? When you said, "Okay, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a throw parties, and I'm gonna get paid from doing it. They're gonna be dope, which they have been. The last one was kind of." Kind of, kind of crazy. I want, I want my friends. Want but how friends. was it? How was it getting your squad together? And how, like, dive into that because I don't think a lot of people, even myself, even understand the importance of getting a concrete squad together that that supports your vision. First, even how crazy it is. First party I threw was a roast of myself, right? Mm-hmm. And the person that I grabbed to join on with me, uh, I was like, yo, man, I really don't even need the money. Like, let's just fucking, like, throw a successful ass event. Yes. And, like, let's make it happen. And mm-hmm. then when it came time for payday, motherfucker gave me, like, 50 bucks. I was like, I thought you didn't need the money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, you count me out on my words, but, like, I thought you and I were bigger than this, this business shit. Right. And, like, you're talking about all the shit you did for the party, but, like, I did all the promotion. Because, like, you got mad that I wasn't promoting. It's like, it was two weeks out, and you haven't promoted anything for this party. And I'm like, yo, I've been plotting on how to promote it. And then I hit it. And, like, I swear, like, when it came to this Facebook party shit or just parties in general and social media, I was the first one out here, like, yo, come see me. Come holler at me. Let's do this. Like, I used to sell phones for, like, AT&T. I was the first person, like... Come see me, come holler at me, mm-hmm. come fuck to me. I'm mm-hmm. here from this mm-hmm. time to this time. And then there was one point where I got everybody out of their contract with Sprint because Sprint had fucked up. And I found out about it first. And so I'm just out here getting money. And motherfuckers like, how are you the only person eating? Why don't you show everybody else how to eat? Exactly. And then when I was doing that, motherfuckers are still taken from me. Like, they was like, all right, man, uh, well, I, I did it. See, I always believe, never, always, always implicated. Or you know, and you know, never duplicate it. You know, you never duplicate it. You know, always, always imitate it. You know, always, everybody steal, everybody steal something from you. You know, Man. but you can never duplicate G Foster. I hope not. No, I hope, I hope no. I do some all right. To where no, you, you can never duplicate. I mean, but I mean, no, but you have though. I th- I think that's what you don't see. Is I think you, I think you have. I think first of all, with you and Fable, and um. Everybody at the diatribe, first of all, y'all brought a sense of new creativity to Grand Rapids that hasn't been here. As somebody who's a creative and a content creator, it's hard for a lot of me and my creative friends to be inspired here, right? So I think y'all bring a sense of flavor here. You understand what I'm saying? Not just for a certain demographic or a certain age group, but I think that translates to the younger crowd as well in creating our own shit. 
right? Then with and now, now we work with the <laughs> exactly the with the drunk y'all y'all do the diatribe, the drunken retort. Like that gives a space for creatives to do their shit. I'm just saying, like y'all are doing things that I that I see that are like, yo, this is going to be a concrete staple in Grand Rapids for years to come because Grand Rapids is going to be is trying to become a metropolitan city. It's definitely trying. It's 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 getting to the point where it's trying to become a metropolitan city, and I see people like y'all like being the staples of this. Met- like they're not they're not going to grow without y'all. Like on some real shit, they're going to need y'all to grow because y'all have fostered in the the community that they need. Y'all leave, I tell you, it's a wrap. I tell like it, and it's not just y'all too. It's like it's a lot of people that are dope ass creatives and artists, artists out here that literally bring community to Grand Rapids that continues to to build the infrastructure here. Yeah. And I believe but there's also a lot of lazy motherfuckers too. True that. True that. True that. The lazy motherfuckers gonna do that. They they, they just gonna be. They just gonna be. They just gonna be lazy. We can't listen. If they want to change, they can change. If they don't want to, that's that's on them. Damn. Like it's it's on them. G. Like when I when I. Like, uh, the shit that's going around in Grand Rapids right now where you got the hip-hop artists talking about the DJs don't play the shit and it's like uh, I work with a bunch of DJs when's the last time you gave a DJ your album? I'm just like, well, you want them to buy your album and play it as well? Some some of I, I will say some of Grand Rapids artists are good most of them are not who is good? Um, I like uh, what was his name? <laughs> Cheese Wiz never heard of him. I like him that's the probably the only dude that I know that is probably dope because he has like he doesn't have like a the baby flair. Okay, but it's, it's is smart. Dude. It, and it's, but it's like kind of dope, and it's and it's and it's kind of dope. I like I like his delivery and his his metaphors and his melody and his music. So um, he's different when it comes to a lot of Grand Rapids artists because a lot of Grand Rapids artists are trying to be more like Detroitish. And it's like you can't be what you. What it's hard you to create your own sound when you don't even know your own. Sound. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like Grand Rapids is all over the place. You can't. You can create music that's all over the place, but it, it's not going to translate though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, De- what did you do in that? Yeah, Detroit has a solid culture. Like people know what Detroit is. Like you could talk about Detroit's hood or whatever like that. Like you can do do that from Detroit to Compton to. To Brooklyn, to the Bronx, to anywhere in in most of the 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 central mainstream black communities, you know it. Grand Rapids, you can't really, you know, like it. No, man. I, and I, I and I see some people doing it, but I'm like, I've been in the hoods of Grand Rapids. Like, trust me, it's not like the hoods of Detroit. It's I mean, not even like the hoods of Toronto. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to compare like grief, trauma, and atrocity not a, by any means. Not that. Um, no, just the look. I'm just saying the look. All right. The look. The look, the flair, the perception. Okay. Never trying to say like the trauma and experience because we can probably have the same thing. Yeah. But the look and everything, I'm like, y'all be living in some nice clean. ass house. Right. Grim uh, Rapids clean as fuck. Man. Clean as hell. I'll be like, this the hood? Nigga, get the fuck out. Y'all lie. <laughs> I know y'all motherfucking lie, yeah. nigga. Um, y'all grass looking nice and shit. Shovel, fuck you talking about? This the hood. Grass, All right, 
Your grass shovel. Right, your grass shovel. Snow looking all right. Get the fuck on, man. <laughs> man I, but no. I just hope the, the hope the best for everybody, man. Like, no, seriously. Even even if I don't fuck with you, I still hope the best for everybody, man. Like coming in coming in this town, man. Like it's a lot. Not knowing. Uh, How do you continue to like get? Talk about that. Like, not knowing a lot of people. I was just about to get to that, too. Like, talk about that. Like, not knowing so many people in a, in a town where it's predominantly white. The culture is white. The aesthetics are white, damn there. And you come in and you you kind of take over Bro, this, when I was, this When I was in Muskegon this, growing up, mm-hmm. um, I did all the sports all my 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 people would do right? mm-hmm. uh, except for like baseball like baseball growing up man like there were so many of us that played baseball man we would have trucks that would leave trucks and vans or whatever buses that would leave Muskegon mm-hmm. and they'd just be Muskegon players and they'd be like the whole Lake Shore Heights uh, you know East Muskegon Little League yeah Muskegon. yeah yeah there's all these fucking different teams but then when we when we played baseball we would only bring the championships back to West Michigan right you look at you look at football right now big red football Muskegon has been one of those football teams like everybody has been like who the hell is them like no seriously yeah 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 and they always say like who the fuck are them like well and I'd be like well they in Muskegon and they always dominate. Like that. for the last seven years I've been here, I've always heard Muskegon fucking and, and it up. So like growing growing up in that bro, like um I hung out with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Black, white, Hispanic, uh, disability, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. man. Like I'm like I was one of those smart black kids, man. So like they put you in those those higher up programs and as they put you in these higher up programs, you get to meet all the motherfuckers that's higher up and like yeah, you think they have social skills. I think they were too smart to deal with all your bullshit, mm. so they isolated themselves. Mm. And so what you have is a whole group of these motherfuckers isolating themselves. But then, as I'm meeting all these new people, I'm like, oh, man, you cool as fuck. You remind me of this person. Mm-hmm. And then, like, next thing you know, you're bringing everybody, everybody around together, you. And then, like, you're partying together. I threw, I threw two parties in high school. And the first one I threw, uh, my homegirl, Allison Wilkins, uh, her camera got stole. Her mom damn teacher. sick, but uh, sick. It got stole from a party that I had, and it was crazy because like I trust so many motherfuckers. So that that was the first thing that put me on guard for that. But then yeah. I just knew I'd throw a party, throw a party, and mm. the party that I threw because I played all these sports and because I was in uh, all these different academic classes. Like literally, my party had some of everybody. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know. When I'm partying over on Lakeside, I'm bringing the cats from East Muskegon. We hanging out. I know these cool cats from Heights. They're hanging out. I know these cool cats from Shore. They hanging out. Mm-hmm. Oh, this dude was in the Boy Scouts with me, playing football. He's from Reach Barber. Mm-hmm. They're coming through. So mm-hmm. now you got all these different worlds coming together. Mind you, motherfuckers don't remember that we've been doing this shit since baseball back when we was in the fucking first grade. Yeah. And they just forgot about all these people that I don't get to see on the regular. Right. It's just wild, man. It's weird, man. Like, we're so we're so close and so disconnected. Damn. Yeah. And you brought it like that. That's how you that so is that how you like the party thing got for you? Like that's just I just asked my friends to throw a party that I wanted to, that I wanted to throw. I need you to bring yeah, I need you to bring a club here. Cause me, cause honestly, you yeah, really I need club though, man. Like I just slow, man. Like, well, honestly, um I would if I 
if and when I leave Grand Rapids, I would love to have a club that's not the Bob or Eve. Okay. That's not Tin Can or Gardella's. Or Stella's. Even, I love Stella's. And that's the thing. I'm, I haven't went out because I'm tired of the Grand Rapids nightlife. Okay. That's just because, like... As a bartender, I'm tired of not getting tips. I feel that. I feel... I understand that. Anybody that has the audacity to think that them not tipping allows them to have the same amount of fun that somebody else is, fuck off. Damn. I feel like a lot of bartenders feel like that. I feel like if I had a lot of black bartenders in the corner, I would, I would, or around the, uh, around the little bar, I would, I would, if they were bartenders, I would fuck with them. But as we know, um, the Grand Rapids culture, <laughs> which is very, uh, very segregated, yeah. very segregated. Um, what have you learned from investing in yourself? What are like um, some takeaways from you investing, especially just you have like, a question. Uh, if you question, is it the right time? Um, set a goal for when the right time is going to be. Mm. Uh, Elaborate. Yeah. Procrastination helps no one. Yeah. Uh, it might make you have a clear position, but sometimes when you go forward, you'll catch that you'll catch that procrastination or that last kink mm. in the chain way before you can get it addressed mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And so, like sometimes you just got to do this. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. You just got to go for it. I feel that man like like G G is right you do have to go for it like at some point in time I talked to my friend about um, jumping off the cliff man you know and uh, a lot of most most of all entrepreneurs do it okay and um, no and I always talk about you're an entrepreneur no matter what field you're in like I look at G as an entrepreneur because he's doing his own thing like he may work a nine to five during and, the and man, I've had a bunch of failed business. You know what I'm saying? It, hello. And then I and then I have a bunch of people that are like, yo, man, you need to just like I was the first thing I did, I started doing hats before Bruce ever did. Yeah. And uh like motherfuckers still just did, like, yo man, I just need one of these GR hats and I'm just like But that's uh, the thing though. Like you gotta fail to understand success. True. Right? You have to fail. You have to. And I think people don't understand that. I think I think a lot of my generation don't understand, doesn't understand that for a fact. I still think there's a lot of motherfuckers that are scared to fail. That's the then that's the that's the problem of them not jumping off the cliff. You're scared to fail. You're so scared to fail and you're seeing like G jumping, me jumping, you know, a lot of your peers jumping and people are jumping and they're doing what they want to do, even if it's going to take a long time to maybe get what they want to get done. They're understanding that, you know, it takes patience, it takes understanding and it takes groundwork and it takes you getting planted. Listen, you got to jump off the cliff. It has to happen. You got to invest in you. And the first way you got to do it is jumping off the cliff. It's a lot of y'all, like G said, are, that are very scared of investment, of jumping off. And you're tiptoeing and looking down at everybody like maybe hitting bumps and bruises. You know, they hitting rocks and shit. You know, they getting bruised and whatnot. The thing about it is you're you, you seeing that, but you're not seeing the healing also. Yeah. You're also, not seeing man, the built strength. Now now you know where the, where your next step is going to be. You're exactly. Like, I'm going over this rocky motherfucker right here, or you're going to feel that bitch out and then see what you're going to do. You feel me? Like, you know, like, all right, let me, let me dodge this bitch. You know, so when people start to jump, understand that, yes, 
it's going to take time for them for your parachute to open. It's going to take time for you to get to where you need, where you want and need to be sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Because first of all, sometimes you have to break your old habits. You got to break old habits. You got to get into new spaces. You got to get into new places. You got to have new thoughts. And that means probably shaking you, breaking you, rebuilding you, and getting you planted in where God needs you to be. I'm just, I ain't preaching, but I'm just sitting here letting you know. Like, it's, when's, the, when's the last time you made uh, a goal for one week? Oh, man. Last week? Last week. Okay. <laughs> that's you. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there are exceptions to the rules, or there are people like that. And I don't even make it, I don't even write them down. It's just like maybe like, like spot on goals, right. you know? Like, I try to do one for my relationship. Like, what can I do for my girl that gives her an easier day? Uh, she has a kid. What can yeah. I do to connect? Closer? Oh, you a different type of brother for that. Kid. Uh, Let me give you much respect. Uh, like, what is something that I know that helps her out? And then if she don't, she don't have to ask for it, it might mean some more sexy times. Some, you know, wow. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I try to, like, every paycheck, I try to be like, yo, yeah, what flowers, can I do? But that's the thing. Dinner. You um, think about like, more than let yourself. Let me wash her car. Let me fill up the tank. You think about more than yourself. Try to reach out to my mom, try to reach out to my sister, and then I try to think about my immediate group, right? So my my group of friends, I got Mm -hmm. got four horsemen, and then I got like, you know, like uh, um, Walt, I got Mm -hmm. Gleason, I got Fable, I got Super Dre, I got Comp, I got Snacks, I got AB. I'm like, and then I got the homie Roach, I'm like, yo. What do these people need, or how can you I? You feel me? How can I help you in any type of way? Shout out to the homie Anthony Maurice. Just hit me up. It's like, yo, man, I just see everything that you're doing, and I just want to know how can I help y'all. This dude got a brand new shoe out. I be trying to tell you, G. Let me know what I can do. I'm yeah, not. I'm affordable, like, but I ain't free. <laughs> man, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But I be always like, what you need me to do, bro? Man, that's that's it's same, whatever. Man. I tell people that too, man. Like I'm I'm affordable, but I ain't free, man. And like like I mean, I'm affordable as fuck. Like niggas don't understand. Like my prices, my ad prices are affordable. Like you have to understand. I have to make money out here, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm never gonna break your pockets, right? Because most ads for podcasts of my sorts, just starting off where I am. Oh, they ridiculous. I've seen them. I've studied them. My ad prices are very. Ref- very affordable and it's like the fact of the matter is niggas are paying like a hundred two hundred three hundred dollars for an episode half a podcast and i'm charging you 60 yeah 60 to 80 bucks like that's it 200 for the month two 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 to 250 for the month like not even there you go you feel me like it's it's not even like because i'm just trying to make money out here like i'm just trying to build funnel back into my company and and do it all over again because you know you you got to continue to invest in yourself but you got to believe you got to believe in yourself first of all let me let me stop there you have to believe in yourself invest in yourself and then like you are not alone you are not you are not alone you are not alone people are fucking with you you know i had to say grand rappers gotta i had to tell grand rappers like i guess i gotta uh say grand rappers not fucking with me no more like, I mean, well, they, they, they not, not fucking with me. Like, they fucking with me now. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, G was like in the party giving me shout outs and shit and everything. Like I didn't hear I didn't hear nothing <laughs> he was saying because I was faded as fuck. He was like, bro, I gave you like two shout outs, bro. I was like, bro, I didn't know. I'm fucked up. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? He was like, bro, shout out to the EPN, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like you have people. I always knew I had people out here that 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 fucked with the kid. You know what I'm saying? Like that that really bang with the kid. That really bang with what I'm doing and everything like that. So I'm always going to bang with them the long way. I'm always going to support them the long way. You understand what I'm saying? So listen, man, I appreciate G for coming through, brother. Yeah, man, what I'm y'all on. got coming through, man? What y'all got coming? Oh, shout, out, shout, shout, shout out what you got coming shout through, out, man. Shout out, shout out. I think uh, I'm working with the the five, a.k.a. the original Back to the 90s party crew. Oh. And I think we... Are y'all bringing something for February? I think I think we're going to do something for March. March, we're going to be in Y'all day. are petty. Don't do that. My man. birthday is February 1st. I need something. Man, I know, man. My birthday January 31st, but... Uh, what you... Oh! I Gee, this is why we what? connected so much, bro. Uh, my boy my boy birthday is the same day, bro. Yeah. Swear to God. Oh, my man, God. talking to the homie... Uh, Come Mario, on, bro. Mario. Y'all need something at Pyramid Scheme. Don't do me like that. Mario Chubbs, Bereja. I need a booth. Man. Wait, don't Pyramid Scheme got booths? Yeah. I need... Y'all They're need a... in the front bar, though. They don't have booths in the back. Only in the front bar. What? Okay, yeah. Because I need... What? Do you know any clubs that have booths? Bro, Nothing. I don't even know about clubs, man. Like literally, uh, right, right, bro. I've seen this whole town change, man. Like, cause I know. Clubs, listen, cause I know. In terms of the bars, Cardell said the same thing. He was like, "Other than eating, I was like, Fuck. I know." You just got to think about it, man. Like, like our generation was like one of the ones where everybody was in the club getting tipsy. But I get it. Trying to make it rain, and like <laughs> now it's like. Motherfucker making a rain, he's like, bro, you just wasted money. You could have gave that shit to the bartender. Bro, Me being a bartender, that's, that's all I'm thinking about, bro. Hey, you know, and I was like, uh, do you I want to do a booth? want these drinks fast, expeditiously? I know, bro. It's like, do I want to do a booth? Do I want to do it? It's it's still to, it's still up in the air. I'm still trying to think about it. It's whatever. But I appreciate G for coming through, man. Appreciate I mean, you, man. Uh, but... Y'all got a back to the 90s party in March. I'm going to try to make that. Yeah. Uh, uh, drunk Retort every single Monday. Spells Lounge, 9 to midnight. I definitely got to come to that. It's like definitely that. Uh, behind the bar, holding it down. You got uh, Fable the Poet, Rachel Gleason Poetry. And yes, sir. Pilot hosting the Three best poets in West Michigan. Damn near in Michigan, period, man. Um, listen, make sure that y'all subscribe to the podcast. I'll put... Um, I'll put uh, G Foster, uh, a.k.a. Autopilot, all his uh, Instagram and everything at the description below. So make sure you follow him on all our social media platforms. Make sure that y'all subscribe into the podcast on um, on platforms that you can listen to the yeah, podcast and all from. those links that I suggested. Subscribe and like to those. Yes, please do. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, we need all the support. We don't need it, but we would lovely appreciate it. Because we don't need it, but we would... Definitely appreciate the support. We like the kind that jingle. Yes, have the kind that folds. Yes, and if you don't know where that money, where you, where that movie is from, you're too old. Literally, I mean, you're too young. Honestly, you're too young. Uh, so make sure you're subscribing to us on um, all the platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Tune in, catch in, uh, tune in, Stitcher, uh, uh, Castbox, everything. You can also listen to my uh, podcast at www.tyronzix.com. If you would like to know a little bit more about the kid, you can go check out my divine, uh, my Black Man Win interview of myself. Um, like I said, it was a dope interview. 
Um, I really answered it. Doesn't sound biased at all. No, not at all. Like seriously, it wasn't biased. It it was. It was. It was really not biased. (laughs) It was just me being me and answering the questions as myself. You know what I'm saying? As 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 I am just on the podcast. So, uh, y'all can joke. Check it out. Then we have one coming in the next two weeks. As y'all know, Black Men Win interviews come every two weeks. So, like I said, Fable the Poet will be our first um, video interview, and I'm. Very, very excited for that. So just uh, stay on the watch for that one. Um, what else we got? Uh, we have a new, we have actually a new sponsor for February. I'll be dropping her for uh, February. If you would like to sponsor, um, if you need an event sponsor, your organization sponsor, you need uh, some product sponsor, you need your business sponsor. Listen, advertise, whatever. Let me know. Go to my website. And hit the sponsorship tab, and a representative will be with you in the next two to two business days. Low key, <laughs> I literally over deliver. I, I literally over. I, I literally over deliver. You understand? I under promise and over deliver. You know, I say two business days, but I get back to you damn near in like less than two hours. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm that quick. You know, like it, it. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So if you need a single, weekly monthly doesn't matter i got you you know what i'm saying prices are on my um on my instagram right now you can follow us on tob podcast that's tob double underscores p-o-d-c-a-s-t all right that's for instagram and twitter and you can follow us on facebook at the opinionator brother podcast all right i love y'all we'll be back for the after dark show on thursday y'all be easy stay breezy and make sure that you continue to make, uh, continue to move forward because life is like a bicycle, and, and in order to keep it balanced, you got to keep moving forward. You can't move forward on, you can't move backwards on the bike. All right, you really can't. All right, and like I tell you all the time, you can on a motorcycle, but your legs gonna be tired. <laughs> all right, so you're gonna be tired moving backwards. Just continue to move forward. All right, I love y'all. Peace. Peace. Love.